What's up, everybody? We've got so much energy going on in the in the show tonight. Mark and Apollo and I were just talking about how hyped, how much energy we've got, how much we're going to bring it on this show tonight. And I cannot, I cannot wait. Uh, this is episode 131 of Hotline League, if you weren't paying attention. Either way, I'm joined, of course, by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going pretty good. Something kind of cool happened this weekend, but I'm not allowed to tell anyone. Like, who's stopping you from telling anybody? I'm stopping myself from telling anyone. You're not allowed to tell anyone based off of... So, <laughs> is that really an allowance? Like, you're not allowing yourself to tell anybody? Yeah. Now I just feel teased a little bit. One day, hopefully. People are saying my mic is having issues. Uh, that's weird. I will try to figure out why that is. Um, you sound fine, at least to us. Yeah. But... Well, so at least to us on Discord, you sound good. I don't know yeah. what's going on then. Either way, Apollo is also here. Welcome to the show, Apollo. Thank you. I am. I guess the last time I was here was uh, on Clutch? Yeah, I was on Clutch, I think, last time I was here. Oh, really? So, good to be back, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome welcome back. It's good to have you here after I... after a very interesting weekend for immortals i don't i'm hoping you can help me understand what happened yeah no i'm yeah i can i brief i i really barely understand it but you know we tried to forget about what happened friday and then sunday happened and we were a brand new team and we decided we should try to win the game instead of falling over and dying so i liked i liked your old strategy of uh playing it really 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 close until the last like second yeah <laughs> no yeah that's kind of what we did except for we won this time i mean you know I, I, i'll be honest i think most of us were having some flashbacks when aphelios actually killed us towards the end of the, the tsm game so i was sweating a little bit but I'm, I'm glad we closed it out um so we have to squash the beef get the elephant out of the room right away mm -hmm. uh, about a week or two ago on hotline league we were talking with, I think it was Golden Glue, about, you know, players in the LCS who have been around a long time, mm -hmm. you know, and who, who you know, going down to Academy and coming back up, should they be there and whatnot? And, mm -hmm. you know, Travis's example was Apollo Price. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his example? Wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, Travis, if you feel like I'm misrepresenting, you feel I free to I do feel like in, you're but... misrepresenting me. <laughs> I feel like you're dramatically misrepresenting me. What, Here's what it is. he he said he picked you because he knew that you would not come after him on Twitter. So, so, so here's what I said. I said that, especially lately, the community is very frustrated that we see a lot of the same faces in the LCS and uh, specifically faces that have been around for a long time but haven't like made a finals or whatever. And I said that. You are an example of the type of person who I think the community would be like, you were the safest option for me to list because if I had said like Froggen, then the Froggen fans go crazy and Froggen <laughs> gets angry at me or Medios or. Well, are I you saying know. Apollo doesn't have any fans, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm saying Apollo's fans are nice and polite and Apollo is also nice and polite. I feel like so. we're just trying to make like Travis title <laughs> headlines, you know, right now, yeah, just, yeah. just yeah. to get back at you. I mean, dude, I, well, first off, you're not necessarily wrong. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people, and I do see a lot of comments already, like, that have been, you know, the same player for X amount of years or whatever, and they want to have talent, like, move up. 
but you know like there are reasons why i'm still here right it's not like i'm like paying them off you know what i mean it's like <laughs> if if these guys can't compete like if they can't if they're not better than me then i'm going to keep playing that's just how it works yeah. like i that's and then you know there there's a lot uh, that comes in with experience um and which is why like players like me are still here is because we actually do we're more than just uh yeah we, we're more than just like raw talent and raw mechanical skill at this point right we provide a lot of experience a lot of um ways to like teach other players and teach uh you know new players so uh to the people that really want me gone uh i'm sorry um you know tell your tell your amateur players tell your tell your um you know academy players to get better and then they can kick me off the team it's fine you know they should replace you like, <laughs> yeah, you want I me mean, wrong uh, come take my job for me yeah take I think my what job. You like, say. i'm not i'm not i'm not like doing anything special i'm still here so you guys got to work a little harder than that well uh excited to see if we can keep this trend up of just having players that have been around for a long time come on hotline league and defend themselves against the, <laughs> the masses because now we've done this two weeks well i have to defend myself against you apparently it's not just the oh, masses yeah. travis <laughs> by the way i forgot to mention at the start of the show sponsored by alienware we'll be talking about them in a little bit uh beyond that but now we've got the beef out of the way mark mm -hmm. anything interesting happened for you in the past week besides the the thing you can't talk about congratulations by the way i'm excited for I you i got and... a haircut the reveal oh okay oh, i wow, definitely did not, very... <laughs> i did not expect it to be so long still uh so i i ordered a thing ashley just did the sides and then she was like hey i kind of like leaving it long and i was like all right fine whatever and i totally is looked just a, like a fuck boy is now. it a, a failures kind of has that Hang on, I'm gonna... yeah it's it's the typical like kind of like undercut thing with the long top i don't know what any hairstyles are called but uh it's the typical like post hardcore scene steer kind of kind of haircut. Uh, yeah. Two hundred years haircut. That's what Twitch chat says. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Hal probably go back on a little bit because the, the well, you know what I really long. like about you. You and I were talking earlier today, and you said you like podcasts that where people are able to talk a little bit about their personal life so that people can connect with them, and I. It's very clear that with this show, we have so many exciting things happening in our personal lives during quarantine that, um, you know, it's just people, it's, there's so much for people to connect with us on. Yeah. Barbershops just closed down in LA again. They're finally putting us back in quarantine. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a similar story to this pretty soon if you live in LA. Yeah. I, uh, I, you and I had lunch this morning or this afternoon and yeah, that was quite nice. That was the thing that we did. That's true. We talked about Brandon Sanderson stuff and uh, my impending book YouTube channel when I finally get around to it. Yeah. It's a very interesting date. All right, whatever. Anyway, Apollo, how are you doing? What's been going on in your life? Anything outside of league in the past week that's been exciting to talk about? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it's been a struggle, really. Just it's all it's all kind of revolved around league. I don't really think of anything exciting. I've been watching like some shows, I guess. But that's... what show? What show? <laughs> like, give me anything. <laughs> okay, let's see. I watched. Wait, can I go to Netflix real quick? One second. 
Oh my god. Oh, oh no, I was watching god. I was watching Doom Patrol um on HBO. I thought it was going to be like really corny, but it actually turned out not being bad. And I think I was watching something else, but now I kind of forgot. Um uh yeah, that's that's all I got so far in terms of my, well, it's my just, life. Uh, you know, I tried I tried to find a way for people to connect with us as humans and then I just realized we're the most boring people in the world. So Yeah. yeah. Let's That's that's true. Let's talk about League of Legends before we get into calls. So uh first call will be Slasher. He has uh requested that he call in to talk about like the world's stuff that uh got I don't know, leaked or discussed with China planning on canceling all their sporting events and then uh the supposed rumor that we'll see china host worlds two years in a row the u.s will never host worlds again seemingly and uh that they're gonna try to do like an nba style bubble so we'll have him on in a little bit to talk about that Uh, and i have limited his slasher likes to talk for long periods of time and go on rants so i've given him a time limit um but before we get into that uh this past weekend was upset weekend tons of crazy cool shit happened i mean Everybody was hyping TSM as the second best team in the league. And then you guys showed up and decided that you wanted to sh- like end all that conversation. <laughs> and uh, I mean, how much of that was just like TSM sucking that game versus you guys really rising the challenge? I'm curious. Um, I mean, I definitely think it's a little bit of both, right? Like, I think, I think if you just watching our dig game, we clearly weren't very good. And I think our draft was really bad. So we kind of had like a little bit of like adjustments that needed to be made. And so going into the TSM game, I felt like we were kind of more prepared. Like first off, we got to see TSM draft, um, which is kind of important, right? And then we kind of fixed our like our draft and they they really botched their draft in my opinion. I think Lowe's a big part of it. They had like a full do nothing comp with Zillion, uh, Zillion Trundle TK. Like that's an absolute like you don't do anything, and you wait for Aphelios to hopefully 1v5 the game, which they, if they saw our previous games, I totally understand why they would think that would happen. <laughs> but um, we actually were proactive. You know, we got every single objective. Uh, they tried to contest some of them, but it was, like, very half-assed. Like, I think a good example is when we went to Herald, the first Herald, like, the, you know, we just moved, and, like, they, like, kind of moved, and then they tried to fight 4v5, and that's, like, you know, that's that's how you start losing games, right? That's how you start... That's how you give you a pressure because you try to fight something where you clearly can't, um, and then we just snowballed from there. And then we almost lost, or we almost like threw. But I, I think I think our comp was too good, and their comp was just really subpar. Um, kind of, I'm comparing those two because it felt like we kind of made the similar uh, mistake when we were blue side. Like we had, you know, kind of a shitty comp. So yeah, Mark. Yeah. What were the, I mean, if you have any thoughts on that, but if not, what were your big moments of the weekend? Obviously, C9 losing their win streak to 100T was a big one, but I don't know if that's like the big highlight for you or if there were any others that were really exciting considering we just saw mostly upsets. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I thought most, I thought Dig, I'm happy to see Dig Toss doing better. I was already getting a little bit warmed up to Immortals after last weekend. Uh, CLG and Golden Guardians are still a little like, ooh, I don't know what's going on. FlyQuest and EG and TSM all went 0-2, which were the teams that were all kind of competing for second. So it's kind of left TL uh, as the, the clear second place team now, you would you would argue. But even they... But most people, uh, I feel like, don't think TSM or TL is the second best team in the league. 
Yeah, I understand the the reservations. Why? I mean, I, I'd be excited to hear what Apollo has to say. And I think like they don't make very many mistakes, but they're also one of the least proactive teams um, in terms of kills and assists at fifteen, combined kills per minute, average game time, and wins. Like they're just generally slow. And especially for fan like longtime fans in North America, the amount of times we've had like a first place team that is just like generally good, but not like pushing the envelope like C9 does these days. Like I think a lot of teams are kind of people are just kind of like, ah, not this again. Apollo. Yeah, I think I think that was the reason why people were a very big fan of how TSM was performing, because it did feel like they were very proactive. Um, mm -hmm. You saw Bjergsen be able to play like a lot of different mid lane champions and have like effectiveness on the map, and they even played towards top side as well as bot side. So it kind of showed that they were a little more versatile than like TL. They were pretty slow, like Mark said. Like they play for team fighting, um, and I, I think that's kind of why we were even able to kind of compete with them. You know, I don't think we were a better team than, or I didn't feel like we were going to be a better team than TL going into them, right? Going, uh, playing against them, but matching evenly when because they were playing so slow, so methodically, all it came down to were just like fights and like how you play them. And I don't think that's necessarily a good way to show that you're better than the other team. Like that's just basically saying, hey guys, we're gonna have like five on five fights. Whoever chose the better comp is gonna win, or whoever has better hands is gonna win. But most of the time it's more like comp oriented rather than like mechanical skill so i i i wish i could say like i, I don't know who the second best team is and i don't want to you know kind of say a, a zven quote where like there's a clear answer um because <laughs> i'm not that confident to say that and i haven't played enough teams to say that either uh i i am a little bit sad that FlyQuest are like underperforming because i thought they had like a really big rise and you know, everyone was performing really well, and I still feel like they're they're close, but or I, I felt like they're still at that level, but maybe they're just making too many mistakes right now. I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on, but that's the only team that I saw was like, I felt like they were very proactive, and then something kind of happened, and then now they're a little bit boom. Yeah. Well, the other update before we get into our first call, it's just the broadcast. We didn't talk about the broadcast, I think, last week, but... The, the antics continued in week five and there were two Reddit threads <laughs> that I've, There's I've, three technically. There's also the, uh, the one about the overlay again. Oh yeah. Well, I, the overlay thing, people need to get over that. I, I don't, I have a hard time caring about the overlay and people I think care way too much. Apollo, about thumbs up, thumbs down overlay. Just weigh in real quick. <laughs> or thumbs sideways. I'll even take thumbs sideways. Yeah, I'll do thumbs sideways. Cause it's, it's like. It's, you know, I, I kind of like the new aesthetic, but they need to fix some things. So I'm not really complaining too much. Yeah. I think like, having they'll, gold they'll in the middle is still the best. But they'll, they'll, they'll change things over time. Like, it's fine. The, so the two threads, there was one, <laughs> and it's great because Mark and I talked a little bit over lunch about it, but I'm curious what, how much he's going to say now that we're on air. So the first one was about, basically like the equivalent of my uncle is riot it was like all right now let's not start with that one because that's going to make me sound negative so start start with the the other one the, okay. the ad segment one okay i just feel like i it's better to finish on the second one because i actually think it's stronger I, I i like this i like starting with the one that like i'm not going to disagree with so i don't sound like a, a yeah. biased person right off the gate so i um, think 
I think the red for me, the Reddit threads have generally been, you know, you know, like the I so I did a video talking about what I think are a lot of really big systemic issues on the broadcast. I did this like week two or something like that. People can go back and look at it. Um, but on the whole, I tend to think like Reddit really overreacts, you know, on on everything. Like I think maybe the issues are like a seven out of ten, and Reddit would tell you they're a twelve out of ten. You know, it's just like it's literally the end of the world. So uh, I tend to go into these Reddit threads skeptically. There was a Reddit thread that was basically like the analyst desk is the countdown is kind of pointless because they just repeat everything they say on the countdown in the main show. And they literally did a, this, this individual did like a timestamp comparison of like, okay, watch at this point in this video and this point in this video. And it's like, I don't know if anybody ever saw that thing where like the Sinclair news broadcast thing, uh, had all, you could see all the different outlets all say the exact same thing over and over again, but like in slightly different ways, it was basically that. like that. I was like, this can't be true. And I go and click it and it's like, wow, they're just saying the same shit. They said like a couple hours ago all over again. And it just like, Okay, from my perspective, it's like, okay, you are the broadcast. You know that you are getting flamed consistently. So it is difficult for me to think, uh, I know what we will do. We will just copy pasta, the countdown segment, into the later part of the show. Thanks, guys. Let's go get sandwiches where we can cut out of this meeting early. Um, and, and so that, it's just, I... That was a that was a really hard Reddit thread for me to like try to give anything any benefit of the doubt or whatever. So I guess Mark, uh, I'll, I'll just ask you like here. Look, I will ask you questions that you can answer. That way you are not put on. Yeah, the I also have a bit of a preamble too. I can shoot okay. out there. Okay, say the preamble. I mean, like, so I can't say what I agree with public. I can say it's weird this situation. I can say what I disagree with publicly. Uh, pretty easily and not need to worry about stepping on any toes. I cannot say what, uh, you know, feedback I might agree with, if any, in, in the Reddit threads and stuff, uh, because then I'm kind of publicly corroborating. And even if the public doesn't know the people who are making certain decisions or, or you know, like anything like that, then I'm I'm sort of like dogpiling on, which I can't, I, I can't, I shouldn't do. I Technically, I probably could. I just shouldn't do. It's not a professional thing to do. So I can't really say like, if I agree with any certain particular piece of feedback. Oh, did we lose Mark? Mark? Paulo, you're still here, right? You can hear I am still here. Yeah. He, okay. he, right? Got to out. him. He was about <laughs> yeah, to start talking. He was just about to talk. And then they pulled him off. We almost got him, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. That's unbelievable. All right. You guys saw it here. Riot doesn't want... <laughs> Riot doesn't want Mark. I'm back. <laughs> Hello. I can't say what happened because uh, we're <laughs> by the thing that it happened to. <laughs> um, that's fine. We'll talk. We'll talk about it later. But Skype, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, Apollo, what are your thoughts on the broadcast while Mark is getting set back up? Um, well, it's kind of a hard question for me because I don't like. I don't really watch the broadcast too much. You know, like I'll tune in, but I'll either have them muted. Um. Yeah, I'll just have them muted a lot of the times. So, I I feel like, but the, I did kind of see a little bit of that that Reddit thread. I mean, even just hearing it from you, right? I think it's a little bit silly. I don't think, I mean, that's kind of lazy. 
I guess, to do... Well, I don't know if that lazy is the right word, but I can see a problem with that, right? Like, yeah. why, why, why repeat? Like, there's, I don't think that's... There's no real good... Or I don't think there's a good response to um, hearing something like that where you just have, you know, two repetitive segments, um, which is maybe what Mark can explain to us. But, I mean, maybe just... <laughs> okay, okay, here, here. Well, I'll, so I will. So Mark, Mark has his disclaimer out there. So I'll just, I yeah, just I'm just saying, like, I, I'm back, right? You yes. hear me? So yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. curious. Here's the question I will ask you because we well, got a disclaimer. Get, let me finish. Let me finish my disclaimer. Okay, first. it was already five okay. minutes long, but keep going. It was actually like one compared to what you usually do. I just saying I can't publicly say like what I agree with without being unprofessional. So I can only disagree with things publicly. Um, but I read every single Reddit thread that I see, and there's a lot in there that I do agree with, and I think fans give good feedback, like generally speaking. Uh, I wouldn't say every single thing is on about what's wrong, but at least like one thing I always say is that people are entitled to their opinions, and like they might not know what's broken, but they can say what they don't like. Uh, and their, their ability to diagnose what's broken is going to be bad because they don't fucking work in one broadcasting or two on the product. We do, so like we can generally know like okay okay so well, that's what i'm saying is i read everything there's a lot that you don't hear me disagree with and because i'm not disagreeing by that such situation i just set up you can infer my like some of my feelings on it and i will also say i've had i've had extra meetings every single week that i've been trying to hunt down with different people and different things and i don't think i've had a single week this this split where i've felt satisfied by the end of the week okay just really quick question was it your decision to copy paste that part? <laughs> no, I can say that was not my decision. Okay. I have a question as well. Do you think be like the situation happening uh, do you think um like the content and the storylines are just getting a little bit stale? Is that why we have this kind of repetition? Are you no, <laughs> to go up all this point? Is there so little to talk about on the LCS broadcast that you literally just have to say the exact same thing? I, I you've mean, got nothing else to talk about. No, one, it's fair though. If no, I, I think it's if that's what you're wondering, then I can say no. That's that's not the problem. I think okay, okay. the general opinion on it, and like, don't shoot the messenger here. But the general thought is that not everyone watches Countdown. If you look at the viewership numbers during Countdown, it's anywhere between a quarter to a half the regular viewership that you'll see. Right. Um, and so we tend to do a lot of good stuff in countdown. And if you don't reuse some of it, that's stuff that people will never see potentially. So if you do a really cool, awesome motion graphic in countdown, repurposing it to cover again, isn't necessarily a, like intrinsically bad. I would, I would agree with that. Doing the exact same five minute block twice is a different you know thing um but the the general idea of 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 some of the reuse of some stuff is that line of logic well uh i just yeah i mean i think if you guys did some sort of fancy cool video that you guys aired or like a funny skit that's like a minute long or whatever and you air it again before the start of the, the team the match that's about i think that makes a lot of sense it's just like copy pasting what feels like teleprompter speech is <laughs> It's really hard for me to feel like I just I can't I don't understand the reasoning behind that decision. Anyway, I don't want to get into the ESPN my dad's ESPN thread now because I feel like we with the technical issue you had and all the stuff we've now spent way too much time on this. But I'll I'll throw two two quick points in there. Okay. One, this is a classic logical fallacy of appeal to authority. Uh, anyone who's taking any 
intro to rhetoric and logic or anything like that will we'll understand. This is just like the very basis and crux of this decision to say that this is why the feedback is valid is weak. And even if you did want to follow this line of logic, even if you did believe that just because he worked in broadcasting that he has valuable feedback, well, a bunch of people who work at Riot on this product also have worked at <laughs> at ESPN in the past or CNBC or like all these other places, you know, like everyone working on this, pretty much all of them have broadcast experience. So if if you also want to measure like I don't know what this guy's accomplishments are, I would I would bet that there are some better. Does that mean everything Riot does is good because we've had people who worked at ESPN working on this product? No, clearly not. So just saying as as the as the basis, ESPN former ESPN does not make the feedback good. And then honestly, it was the same point repeated five times that who are the analysts, which all of us have credentials. It's just, a, it's like, yeah, it was just, it was just are, funny. Cause that red thread was literally like, it'd be great if these analysts were analyst desk. People were like former players or coaches. And like, that's all the whole analyst desk. And they repeated that multiple times. So it was just yeah. It's weird. like all so of us that, had, sorry. Is it that right? I think that thing there, sorry, the ESPN thing you're talking about, that's a different Reddit thread to the yes. one that you guys yeah, were talking yeah. about. Okay. I think yeah. I saw that one. It was just talking about like how they wanted, like he, they compared it to like Shaq and, um, uh, yes. The other guy, I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, uh, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, he wanted something like that, right? And then it was basically he called us talking heads because he didn't realize that we were experts. Oh, okay. Or like you guys, he didn't realize that you at least had you know background. Like, I yeah. mean, you guys have crumbs, ex player, probably ex coach, ex player and ex coach. Yeah. And then you're ex coach as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll say, which is an interesting point that I don't think people realize, is that. In traditional sports, a pro player who retires has very few options that are easily presented to them in terms of career choices, whereas that's not true at all in, in esports. When a pro player retires in esports, they actually usually have a lot of things to do. Most of them have become streamers that are, are, are popular. Um, we, so like void. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really agree with that. By Shifter. the way, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like an easy route out of. Um, we're going playing. way off topic, guys. We got to get to the calls. I think streaming is like another avenue, and that's that's like one avenue. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying pro pro traditional pro players don't even have that. Dom, yeah, Shifter, yeah. Voy, QD, Expecial, Dyrus, High, uh, Bjergsen, or not Bjergsen, excuse me, Reggie. They all like in Hotshot all started companies or became streamers, and a lot of them. Like that's a better option than working on a broadcast for a lot of them. And some of the people that people were calling for, like Hi, we actually did work with him for a while. And Scar, we did work with him for a while before they went off and did other things because I would say that they probably have better op slightly better options here. Um Sneaky as well, as another example, right? Like these are people who who go off and, and do this other option that just straight up doesn't exist in pro sports. Um, which is why the comparison itself is is weak. If Shaq could go like make millions of dollars sitting in his bedroom. Which he probably could, honestly, if he figured out how to do it. But it's <laughs> it's less ingrained in the culture of traditional sports. I, I mean, I agree with that. I just I wouldn't want to make it sound like there's. I think both. It doesn't both apply to everyone. Are, both avenues are limited, but esports has more for sure because they can do content creation. And in traditional sports, it that hasn't really like blossomed yet, which is kind of starting to now, I guess, um, with you know some athletes, you know, using uh, Twitter and all that stuff and instagram live and all that yeah and there's there's a lot of things that pro sports players can do too but it's a little less natural and ingrained in, in their thing like 
not many pro players are doing anything other than taking sponsorships in, in traditional sports. They don't have their own YouTube channels and stuff. Right. Right. Can we take a call? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we can move forward. Yeah, Sorry, get, get Rod in here. Okay, well, Slasher has not joined any of the Discord channels yet. Uh, oh, wait, no, I, he I is. I pinged him twice. Okay, he's, okay he's, he is there. I like how Travis brings the topic up. That's do you want to... Uh, I do not <laughs> want me to talk about it. I brought up a, a topic that we talked about for 20 minutes. What? No, we didn't. We started that, that conversation at 8.20. No, we didn't. We started the show at 8.10, and then we filled with other shit for 15 more minutes. I guess the timestamps will reveal which one of us We'll, is we'll check the timestamps. Rod's in the waiting room. Do you want to go do a tech test oh, with him? Yeah, sure. Off he goes. Hey, uh, big shout out to... I promise Mark and I love each other, even if we're bickering tonight. Uh, big shout out to Hammersmith, Yalts LOL, Ferber2 for gifting five subs, Kulas33, Croissant LOL, Nanuko, Joe4792, Jaffe, Fishstix44, The Official Bubbles, NASA Internet, ST... ATS0066 and Sexy Edges. Landing 97. Slasher is here. Slasher, where are you calling from? Um, Outside of Doc's place. Camping outside. Outside of Doc's place. Have you learned anything for us? Do you have Wait. any crumbs? Hey, I have my binoculars right on there. Okay, thanks. Well, let us know if you when Go you learn anything. Go through his trash and see if there's any <laughs> shredded documents. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I'm I'm already I'm already on that. You know, Travis, uh, I was really enjoying the discussion that Mark and Apollo were having. Your chat was really enjoying the discussion that they were having about casters, and you are trying to push along phone calls to get to me. Fucking, I don't want to listen to me. I'd rather listen to great Mark and Apollo. Rod, I'm for... glad you said that. We'll go back to what they were talking about. Thanks for coming you know on the show. I, it was I great was... having you. I, I was going to actually say two things. One, that that discussion Reddit thread. You're talking about inside the NBA, which is like one of the best or might be the very best sports broadcast in the world <laughs> of any sport. So you're you're trying to compare like the potential inside the NBA is the potential best sports broadcast um, desk, you know, ever for any of the sports. That's really hard to live up to. Um, and I was wondering, did Ariel Horn? Was he the main producer for NALCS before? Uh, so I'm not 100% certain. I know he was there when they were spinning all of it up and doing a lot of the initial stuff. I don't know when... He only left from last year. Yeah, I have no idea the timeline. I know he's he's doing Ven now, um, but I don't know... Yeah, I mean, he, he spun everything up and hired a lot of people and was kind of the executive producer of, like international events and uh the leagues in the beginning and then i think over time handed it off to uh other people who were managing them on like more of a day-to-day week-to-week basis so, um, so, so i'm just asking how did we get to the point where lec is now the better produced league i mean did, did, some, did something internally change with the well things that cha- like so lec got a bunch of new awesome people like um Romaine is over there and several other people that I think just made stuff happen. And then they did a really good job of finding talent and building that talent up so that they can be really good. And then they give them a ton of great creative opportunities. And, uh, I just don't, I don't think the LCS has evolved at all in the past couple of years. So it's not just the talent though. Some of this is the direction and the production of, of what is going on. That is part of the issues or the problems that people are complaining about. 
it feels like it's not yeah, just but like it's, people it's, on the it's air. It's both because the people at you should I mean I don't think you're going to do this, but you can go look look at my Dracos interview or my Shocks interviews that I did recently where they talk a lot about how involved they are in the broadcast and and creating the content. Kobe closing his door right now because he doesn't want to hear this stuff. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it's really, you, you can tell that a lot of this, you know, I'm sure there are a ton of really remarkable people that work behind the, the scenes at the LAC, but like, you can tell that a lot of the, the creative ideas come from the broadcast talent. So that's like definitely one of the big things that LAC does well. Well, Mark, why don't you get better, huh? I mean, if anyone's well, ever... <laughs> If anyone's ever followed my career, uh, you know, I have produced a fair amount of popular content. This little thing called Offline TV, I helped get off the ground. Oh, yeah, this little thing, a huh? Yeah, that little thing. Uh, so, Asher, I, I what did you want to talk about on this goddamn show? <laughs> I, th I thought, personally, the biggest news of the week is that fucking Worlds is rumored and sourced uh, to be canceled for North America last year. Uh, we're only going to have an entire system that is you know supposedly the riot's going to try to make it an nba bubble format which we're seeing insane things um in terms of content already happen and the nba and china gets it next year to me that was the biggest league story of the week now you're talking about the fucking production problems and this well, week we knew LCS that you were going to be the whatever. first call and you were going to talk about this so we didn't talk about it no, before you got on I the was, show i was just saying i thought the, the conversation between mark and paul price was so good and you should not have called me i just wanted to fill in so i figured <sighs> some follow-up questions would be very useful you're, you're welcome travis you're, you're welcome. so um anyway yes so your, about this, take I mean, this? I want to hear, I want to hear what you guys think about all of this too. There's a lot of moving parts in all of this. I want to take some credit. I got this story totally wrong by <laughs> tweeting that it was probably going to be canceled, but because I got it totally wrong, that actually forced Riot to like the first ESPN journalist over there. It was probably Jacob it, on the story. It only said ESPN staff. It didn't actually say who the journalists were. I'm going to assume Jake had probably did some research and that forced Riot to come out with this um, plan that they are working on trying to make. Honestly, it sounds amazing. I think the NBA bubble, bubble format is already an incredible idea for content that we've seen so far. And if Riot can make this shit work, please do. I really have no idea how international teams are going to fly to China in the middle of COVID outbreak, which is only in now increasing cases here in America. America's totally fucked. And they've even had to shut down Hong Kong um, things today, like uh, Disney, because of increase in coronavirus cases. If this is going to be happening, I have no idea how even teams would fly in to do a bubble format, even if it is in one city of okay. Shanghai. So a couple things. Apollo, do you know what the he means whenever he's talking about the NBA bubble format? No, but I think I think I, isn't it just like they get there and they're like quarantined for like two weeks or something? Mm -hmm. But is that a it? longer period of time? It's a longer. It's a period much of time. longer. Period. It's like a month or two, right? Oh, oh. Well, yeah. All of the NBA players, like, they can't go out. Like, one NBA player today got suspended for not suspended, but he has to be quarantined for ten days because he met the delivery guy outside of like the intended area of the hotel, and they've already automatically already given putting him quarantine in ten days. So you can't like leave certain parameters when you go there, and you get tested all the time. At least that's what's happening in the NBA. The NBA is also also much bigger organization than like worlds is um but if they do it in a similar manner i do think it would be really 
kind of cool in terms of a content uh, point of view. It would be really cool. I mean, it'd be cool, but I I, I feel like it's going to be so hard to have all those teams fly out to China, especially since it's getting worse. And I don't think it's going to get much better by the time Worlds comes around. Uh, maybe I can be more optimistic, but I it's hard for me to think like, you know, you have people flying from all over the world to, and they're all, you know, having the same issues. I guess America is probably the worst right now. The United States is more, the worst right now, but... I mean, it'd be cool. I, I just don't know if it's actually possible. <laughs> I mean, I think so. One of the to to your to Apollo's point, like the NBA bubble thing is so different because you have a bunch of people domestically flying to one state, flying all these people in from like international places where you've got different rules and laws and all that stuff. Like whatever happens, I feel as though Tencent and like if if this happens, it is going to be. Tencent and China, like figuring out so much of this stuff and making so many exceptions and doing all this crazy shit to make it happen. And I totally believe that this will happen because what a lot of people might not know is that Worlds this year was the 10th anniversary or is going to be the 10th anniversary. And they were planning like crazy shit um, because, uh, and that's part of the reason it was going to be in China because we all know that China has like it's the most insane, intense, crazy. Uh, League of Legends ecosystem, you know, they already have all these different studios in different cities and people are geolocated and all that stuff or the teams are geolocated. And so they were going to do a ton of crazy stuff. So it doesn't surprise me that one, that this could potentially happen because very clearly, like, there's a lot of, there was a, a lot of conversations already happening, I would assume, with the government over there to make all this, this big stuff occur. And it doesn't surprise me that then because they had all these big plans and they were going to do all this big stuff that now that they can't do it and the best we can hope for is like a bubble situation supposedly that they would then give it to China next year so that they could do all the same stuff again or all the stuff that they want to do this year next year. What do you think about that aspect? I mean, I think it sucks, but like it's hard to fault them. Right? Like, what, what is the better option is to say, sorry, like, all the crazy stuff that you want to do to, like, grow the sport in your region and all the big plants that you had and all that stuff for what is this? You We're now not going to let you do that because we really need to hold worlds in the least important of the top four regions. Like, the least performing and the one with the smallest audience and the one that is, like, least developed as, as an ecosystem, right? Okay, um, no, but he, here, here's what I look at it from the, a best case scenario, is that, one, you are totally right, and that Tencent and the Chinese government do this insane um, exception <laughs> on all of this for the reason that this is going to be happening and work with Riot to make sure this is the only event that is going to work. Um, and they are able to pull off the bubble inside of Shanghai. So what if everybody, they're somehow able to pull this off and get all the teams to agree, which I really, again, I agree with you. I don't see that happening. Um, and they're able to put on a several week um, and or month event in Shanghai with a shit ton of content, just like what's at end is, is end up happening from the NBA bubble. Are you There's saying that like, should be enough? Like we shouldn't have to, so like China shouldn't have it for if, two years If they're around? getting all that, do they really... I mean, I understand it not being across all the cities of China that would have had it if if this, the pandemic um, wouldn't be here. Um, but considering the origin of 
Yeah, um, I think it's it, going to be wild. the pandemic to to begin with, and the whole political nature of Riot being owned by a hundred percent by Tencent. Does China really should they? Why not? Why don't? Why doesn't it stay be North America for twenty twenty one and then go to to China in twenty twenty two? Why does North America have to get delayed? Um, a whole because full we year just for China don't to matter get to... as much is the problem. Like it would be one thing if we were like nearly as competitive. If we had nearly the audience, if our like, don't you think from last year's um, playoffs that NA this is like one of the best times that you could have worlds in NA? Sorry, based off of what? Like, do you guys not think based off of last year and like you know the Western teams going far and now that builds into? I mean, I think I don't that's know how much that to have it in Europe this year. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't look Europe at is, Europe has been like improving over the past few years. They're like the star child, you know, like of the of the Western regions. And then there's like North America that's barely gripping on with one team, and then they just lose. We How can't even put a good broadcast NA? together, Slasher. Do you want do you want us to host <laughs> worlds? Dude, I I get you and you know me. I'm no person that has to defend NA. How long has it been since NA had worlds? It's been a very long time. Twenty sixteen, I think. You know, I mean, I understand it all happening. It just feels not great considering Riot being owned by Tencent and making all this happen, and then maybe they get the bubble, and then also a yeah, full next no, year. No, 100% it feels bad. I mean, you, you aren't going to make... I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it feels great to have this happen. Like, I am looking at, like, falling interest in the LCS. I mean, Riot says their numbers are up viewership-wise, but, like, everything I feel like it's like the community is pretty negative on the direction of the league and the performance of our teams and Are the, the numbers of the, the players. I mean, Riot would tell you they are, and I don't think anybody yeah, else has done Riot, enough. Okay. I know. Well, I don't have like the problem are you is watching the games. Travis? I am. I am watching the games, but it's gotten, the numbers have gotten way more obfuscated now because it's on, like it used to be YouTube was a tiny percentage of the viewership. Now they have like 50, 50 plus you have co-streams that like make it really difficult. So, I don't know if they're up or not. The problem is like somebody somebody could go out there and do a pretty big investigation into this stuff, like looking at other numbers and all that stuff and try to corroborate it with other sources besides riots to tell you. But um, anyway, all I'm just saying is like it feels really bad to not have uh, League Worlds in the US again if, if that ends up happening. I'm not happy about it. I just like it, I don't have a good argument for why it should happen. Like, I feel like, you know, China getting 2021, if Worlds is fully canceled, makes a ton of sense. But if they're able to pull off the bubble, that concession I just think to the me bubble feels, is such a, like, it's it's so small time compared to what you would I actually mean, of expect. Course, of course. And, then not, be, and even yeah. if they do, there's not going to be fans either. Right, exactly. Sure. Like, this is not, this is, this is going to feel, and this, it's going to feel worse than it feels to see LCS go from the studio into, like, bedrooms. It's going to be, it's, yeah. I don't know. Mark and Apollo slash her and I just talk back and forth a ton. I don't know if you guys have any opinions on this stuff. No, I totally respect when you want to take time to talk about a topic. I totally respect it. I never, never hurry you along. Mark, do you have an opinion? Yeah. What do you think, stuff? Mark? Yeah. What... Um, I think uh, China getting extra 
love or whatever you want to call it for being China is totally fine. Um, they're the biggest market. They're the best region. There's like a lot of reasons to do it. The only thing I'd be hesitant about is like getting to that kind of negative feedback loop that you like sometimes get into when one thing is less important. So you kind of put it on the back burner and you keep it on the back burner. And because it's less important, less people care. And it gets into this like self-fulfilling prophecy that'll never get put back on the front burner because it just becomes shit. Um, this is kind of what happened with fantasy. Uh, if to, like, to make a parallel in North America, like not enough people played for them to fix it. And because they never fixed it, not, no one played until the point where it just died, you know? And like, I wouldn't want that to happen to North America in terms of like worlds and like getting international events, but I totally understand why we're not high on the pecking order. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there. I mean, the, the biggest concern I have is like, I, I feel like the, the damage to a region is less of a, hey, we can't host it, and more of a time zone thing. Like, it, so many international events have been in bad time zones for the US lately that I just, like, it, it would feel bad if two worlds back to back, um, the time zones are not great. And I don't think they are from China. I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure they, they are not based off of my recollection before. So, I don't know. It definitely, like none of this is good news, um, but honestly, looking at the way in which we have handled, it, it is hard for me to be beating my chest proud to to it's it's you know being as like America deserves all this great shit right now because like, <laughs> goddamn, it is just embarrassing. Who right needs now. a second wave when you have a horrible first wave? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yes, exactly. True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, please, right. please wear a mask. Slasher, anything you want to... Oh, by the way, Slasher, did you see AOC tweeted about League again? No, oh, no, did she? But yeah, she, she, but she hit think? Silver 3 during Ooh, quarantine. That oh, is nice. very, very cool. Gotta love AOC. She so says, you, you, you gotta right, get in touch. Right wing Twitter is child's play compared to enting 13-year-olds. In, She's in not wrong. <laughs> what she said. She is not wrong. Anyway, that shit. we, we got to take a break, but anything you want to say before we go, Slasher? No, no, that was good. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thanks for calling in, and thanks for the, the take. I appreciate it. Yeah, here. Oh, oh also, about Doc. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I did, just so people are clear, I did not move him. He dropped out in, in that moment. It's very impressive, though. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break before we get into, and I, and again, I'm sorry uh, that it's taken so long to get into to regular calls, but Mark, actually, while I'm doing the break, Mark, why don't you, you, you do the spiel really quickly on how to get your takes brought in? Uh, yeah, so if you've never seen the show before, it's a live call-in show, despite what you might have been sold for the first hour of this. Um, I actually don't mind when we do longer ones when it's appropriate, to be honest, about slower taking calls feel bad for apollo but uh oh, anyways I'm chilling. uh go ahead and join the discord i'm spamming it in the twitch chat when you get there go ahead and join pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channels and mute yourself once you get in there then up above in the pleb topics text channel your goal ahead and post whatever it is that you want to talk about try and make sure it's framed more as a take like i think immortals is going to rally as opposed to saying how good is immortals um you know, definitely, uh, I think we've been getting a little spammy. I would appreciate people uh, try to get a little less um, posting their takes 25 five times in an hour. It's not, yeah, it's not going to, we will start 
ignoring you if we see your name pop up too. Oh, I absolutely do. I just do it silently. Maybe I should be more explicit that like if you post it like seven times in between other people. And also, if you start giving your own emojis, I like when people give emojis to let me know that people are interested. But when someone puts their own emoji emoji on first that says fire on your own take, fucking lames. Liking your own Facebook picture. Anywho, we're going to take a quick break to talk about <laughs> Alienware. What a weird show so far. But you know what's not weird? <laughs> Alienware. Uh, go check out alienware.com slash Travis. While you're over there, uh, you'll see they have a whole page set up for my stuff. I've actually been getting a lot of messages from people. Um, in fact, I just got a message from somebody today on Reddit. Let's see if I can uh, let's see if I can pull it up. But it's it's really cool to see this stuff from you guys. It makes me makes me feel good about the partnership, and I always pass it on. But somebody said, "Hey, Travis, just want to let you know that I bought an Alienware AW988 today. That's one of their headphones. Um, and the only reason I explored an Alienware product is because of their sponsorship of you." Um, I don't do any social media stuff. Just wanted to let you know, um, I could let you know, or to let you know that you influence the sale, keep up the good work. That stuff just feels really good. Um, and it's, it's really neat that you guys understand that what alien does for alienware does for us allows us to do shows and content like this for you. Um, you know, I, I definitely appreciate their support and I think They've been great to work with on the whole, but especially this year, you know, I think a lot of other sponsors could be sitting there saying like, Hey, there's no MSI. I don't think we're going to continue this or something, you know, it's like, or worlds is up in the air or whatever. Instead, they've been working with me to find other ways to uh, continue the partnership and make sure that uh, both sides uh, are, you know, happy and content. And I, I just think it's really cool to see that from a partner and a brand. And so I, I don't know, I, I know, Sometimes I talk more about the stuff than I, I do their products. Um, and I highly encourage you to go check that stuff out because their products are phenomenal. We use them for all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, it, the, I mean, everything you see is rendered or done on an, on an Alienware uh, computer, either desktop or laptop. So uh, they do great stuff for us. And I, and I love gaming on the setup. So, you know, if you're looking to, you've got a lot of free time on your hands, you want to get into a game, you want to play Cyberpunk, which is coming out. Um, and you want to get some of their new stuff, go check out Alienware.com and uh, use uh, Alienware.com slash Travis and use code Travis10off Q2. Make sure you use the Q2 because um, Travis10off doesn't work anymore, but the Q2 one does, and you'll save 10%. Either way, thank you so much, Alienware, for your support. Um, I... oh, somebody says, can we get an Alienware emoji? I'm I'm talking to them about it. We'll see. We'll see if it ends up happening. What were you going to uh, say, Mark? A couple, a couple people in, in Discord said something about TSM is starting treats. Did that get announced somewhere? I, or is that I, people want treats to start? But there I was a couple. That that's a take. Yeah, someone. Someone. I feel like Twi it. Twitch chat normally like blows up in those moments. I'll go check the TSM subreddit. But I checked their their Twitter. And I didn't see anything. Double lift uh, and treats are duoing on their subreddit. I see that as a five hours ago, but I don't, I don't see. Yeah, it's not quite enough for me to want to pull it. Yeah. I'll, I'll Wait, get do they have now. Do they have enough import slots for treats? Yeah. I guess they do. Yeah, they do. Wait, isn't Just, Treats Canadian? I thought I thought he was an import. I, I thought, thought Treats... Like... Yeah, I thought he was European. Yeah, I thought he was European. I'm going to look at Oh, up. he's Swedish. Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was playing in Canada for a while. That's why. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, all right. Mark, you got any... You want to grab a caller for us? Yeah, sure. Sorry, he was playing in Canada. That's what I... I remember. 
Yeah, anyway, I forgot I, if he was somewhere, like if he did anything else before Academy. By the way, I've got a great interview with Poom that's going to go up soon, and uh, I highly recommend people watch it. He was literally doing twisted, twisted treeline bot games in 2017. Like that was his League of Legends experience, and now he's out there beating C9, losing or winning their uh, their games. What a yes. monster! Yeah, well, I got an interview that's going to go up with him. People should should check it out. Trevor the Ruiner is here. Trevor, where are you calling from? I'm calling from a little place called Goldendale, Washington. Goldendale, Washington State, I assume. That's correct. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, well, I was going over all the teams, and it's you know it's hard to see who's in the top top two nowadays. But what I think is going to happen is that EG and CLG are going to be the two teams that miss playoffs this year. E sorry, EG Whoa. and CLG? <laughs> EG and CLG. Okay. Uh, both of those are a little surprising to me. One of them much more surprising than the other. Uh, can you explain why? Yeah, so kind of from what I've seen, and this is mostly, I would say, the eye test and a little bit backed up with data, but it seems like the the meta is kind of shifting toward this carry jungler style where the teams that are winning right now are the junglers. You know, we got the blabbers, we've got uh, like Dardox putting on some, some good performances and, and some of the other junglers, right? And of these two teams, uh, at least CLG, I think, has the weakest jungler by far. Um, so they don't have a chance to, to make it in this meta and they're just going to continue to lose. Um, and then as far as EG goes, I don't think they can play a style that doesn't favor just Jazuke hard countering. So they're not going to be able to play these styles that have, you know, Karma mid or, or Galio mid or things like that. Um, so I don't think they're going to be able to adapt either. And they're both just going to keep falling down and falling down. Hmm. Honestly, that's actually not a bad take. I didn't even, I didn't really think about that. Um, I, I, I do think it is a little more a carry centric junglers right now although i don't think it's necessarily like you know make or break right like i'm pretty sure you can still win the game with the trundle you can still win the game with a uh, tank jungler or whatever but i mean i i kind of agree it's like the if they do um if the if the meta is more towards like the graves in italy lee sin um the teams that have like golden guardians um you know, of course, Immortals as well, uh, Dignitas, they do have really strong carry junglers, and I can kind of see where you're getting at. Um, and they haven't been looking as good lately. Uh, EG and uh, CLG are like, yeah, never really, I can't really put a, put a mark <laughs> on them, but at least EG, I, I can I can agree with, they haven't really been looking as great, so. Um, I mean, I thought the caller made some pretty good points. I think maybe a little too tunnel vision on carry junglers, like TL is not really playing that way. Like they're still pretty pretty standard, um, and they're the second place team. So, you know, I think you can you can spam Trundle like Apollo saying, and who knows what other tank junglers like Sejuani got a buff on nine fourteen. I don't know yeah. if it's enough to get her in there, but like if she ever becomes meta, you know, like I don't think it'll be a bad uh, play style. Um, but I do agree with the overall assessment that of the teams who look bad right now and this is obviously a bit of an overreaction but clg and and eg definitely are both struggling as well as like uh you know FlyQuest is tanking a little bit and with the roster swaps helping out immortals and 
100 Thieves and, and Dig, it'll be a lot harder for the teams that are sitting at like four and five or whatever, or five and four, or five and five, excuse They're me. Five, five, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do math. Those, those kinds five, of, five, yeah. yeah, four and six and five and five teams, like even Golden Guardians need to continue improving to stay ahead of, of the teams that were previously like shoe-ins for last place. Are we more excited about FlyQuest than we are EG right now or or even CLG? Because I feel like FlyQuest also looks like they're in a free fall. And so yeah. that's a name that like it's, I would, if we are talking about who seemingly is supposed to be a good team that could end up falling if if imt and dig or, or 100 thieves raise, raise up i feel like FlyQuest is also in pretty big danger yeah i don't i mean i don't know what FlyQuest is doing uh, the mash experiment to, to me looks like a failure and i think i've seen enough of it to to not start off it. so good i was like this looks yeah. like crazy and then it started <laughs> off really good i was like i'm an idiot and now i'm like eh, well and then they played Sen eighty carry. <laughs> oh, that game! That game! That was the game that broke me for sure. I was like, "Wait, you're it was, farming?" It was really sad to watch because there, you know, the, there's a part of it where, like, I know as the eighty carry player, you know, there's maybe the fact that he just got put into that position where, like, okay, hey, you're gonna be farming this time, or like, hey, we're gonna do Sen eighty carry, and it's like, okay, and then he did it in academy to, before yeah, that game. Know, uh, Wait, he did it. He did farming KD carry. He did, he did farming Senna and Academy, well, and then did it in LCS. Well, then uh, okay, I can't really back that up. But it's <laughs> I I I remember playing Senna AD carry in scrims like a while back, just to try it out, and it was rough, man. Like I was like super fed, and I was doing still no damage. So I I knew as soon as that game started going later, it was doomed. Uh, but back to the point of like FlyQuest, you know, like I think those teams, especially like EG. CLG, FlyQuest, they still have enough wins where we, like the under, you know, the underperforming teams, the teams that don't have enough wins right now, still kind of have to like, like maintain, you know, like that we still have to be consistent. Like, you know, we beat TSM, but like lost a dig, right? And we couldn't beat EG or TL. So it's, it's, even though I wish it was like, yeah, we beat TSM. So now we're better than all these other teams. It doesn't really work like that. And it's the same goes with 100 Thieves, you know, like they beat C9, but it doesn't mean oh, they're suddenly the top team in the league, right? Like, they can still lose to these other teams if they make these, you know, these small mistakes. I mean, I have way more faith in Immortals than Dignitas right now. Like, it's it's really hard to feel like Dignitas is going to get out, but EG won't. Like, especially when you just think about the, the lineup and the roster and, like, what feels like the shit show going down at Dignitas, like... That's that's tough, and I I think I'd I'd put CLG easily over Dig as well, even with CLG's issues. Like I don't know, maybe Dig will go crazy, but like man, it just it does not it does not feel good. I mean, Dig beat it's... a weak Fly Quest. Like we were just talking about Fly Quest. Like they were one of them, and they beat Immortals. I know. <laughs> let's like let's, let's be, be clear. real here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Immortals is. I wouldn't even call them a team at this point. (laughs) I mean, like, the weird thing is with this weekend, too, is so much feels like, oh, a lot of things went right for these teams. Like, um, Dignitas got Phoenix for a zero two games in a row. I mean, Dardock does seem to have a good champion pool now between, like, the Wukong and all this other stuff, but they got Thresh Ash. Or was it Thresh something? Thresh Thresh Varus? Thresh Ash versus us. Thresh Ash versus you guys, and then Karma Ash. No, wait, no, I'm thinking of the... I think, I think they did do a Varus game, but I forgot what they paired it with. Yeah, either way, it feels like they're getting a lot of really good draft picks that people just aren't aren't respecting. Um, same with, like, the game versus TSM. I think Immortals played really, really well, but at the same time, those those plays looked like 
they TSM just was not paying attention in, in some of them. I mean, some of them, I think it was like tilt, you know, like to be honest, you know, you start losing to a bottom tier team, you're getting to your head, you know? Um, so maybe that's what happened. I'm not sure. I mean, like I even talked about it before. Like I think their draft was, it did not help yeah. them at all. So Papa, Papa I mean, Smithy yeah. just got back from the airport with Poom, by the way, he was picking him up at the airport and now Papa Smithy in the chat says the Poom game has gang has arrived safely. So there you go. Wait, he, he, I didn't even notice he was playing from Canada. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh I was, wow. I was in how, what the hell? Wait, that's I, yeah. Crazy, I have an interview actually. with them. We can, we talk about it a little bit. Damn, I what wonder what fuck? his ping is. I wonder what his ping is from Canada. Yeah. Must what be like Vancouver. Yeah. So it's not, I don't think it's 40 ping. I think it's 50 or 60. Uh, Papa it, Smithy it, says 30 40? to 40. So I assume he would know. It's probably better than normal ping. No, no, wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm talking to the guy that I'm talking about from to the TR server though. Yeah. But from the TR server, it's probably, I was about to say better, better, better. But again, wouldn't out. Papa Smithy know what his own player had as ping? I, I trust Papa. Besides, I'm, just Papa making, I'm making sure that it's to the TR instead of, because people in the chat were saying that it was 40, and I wasn't sure if they're talking to the like the lead client. Okay, okay, 30 to 40 on TR. Okay, okay. I think right. uh, if I know anything about Papa, it's that he would have lied and made it sound worse than it was. <laughs> There's no way he'd undersell this player's ping. Um, oh. But yeah, it's sorry to derail, but, but back yeah, to the yeah, point. Sorry, just just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TSM, I think, like whether you want to call it a trap game syndrome or not, or like they they just they, they over prepare and then just kind of did stuff for their draft versus you guys. It's it's hard to know, but it was definitely a bit of a weird game. And then you guys lost to Dig, but then at the same time last weekend you played EG and TL super close. And like this week threw so much up in the air that it's so hard to actually draw like long term conclusions from. Yep. I mean, it's like I was saying before, it's really, like, you have to be consistent if you want to make playoffs at this point, right? Like, even though, you know, these bottom-tier teams technically stepped up and there was a lot of upsets, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen again next week. Uh, so that's that's why it's really hard to judge. It's, you don't really know if, like, we're going to be able, or, like, you know, the teams are going to be able to beat those top teams again. And And you have to wonder what tiebreakers are already in place for those teams, considering they probably got, you know, EG probably beat Dignitas when they played in the past or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's anyway. a whole nother nightmare that I wouldn't think about. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, positive vibes for Immortals and Apollo. <laughs> uh, Treva, any, any final thoughts here as we as we diagnosed your take? No, not really. Just appreciate you having me on and uh, love you guys. Thank, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks appreciate for coming. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe, right now in his room talking about how I'm hella loud. I listen to this guy sit sit in his room, play League of Legends, and go boom all the time, and it is uh, it is exhausting. I'm just I'm just gonna say, I think it's anyway. Uh, what else we got? Let's see, a couple more subs. Akid forty four, Reichster. Whoopley, thank you, Whoopley. Good to see you, Pebelling. Thank you. We got new emotes, by the way, for anybody. Let's check them out. Anzai is here. Anzai, where are you calling from? Uh, can I just say California? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The big state. I' a little worried about why you're nervous about where you're calling. From. What do you want to talk about? 
Um, so my main take was that the low quality of NA gameplay is mostly re a result of um, NA team's inability to draft with clear goals and win conditions, and a lack of commitment to really expand players' champion pools or play styles. I mean, you say that, but I feel like so frequently I see teams just make really bad decisions. Uh, you know, like, it's not always the draft. I feel like you just see, like, really strange... Or or sometimes just they do nothing. They just sit there and lose, and I, I don't know if that's the draft, but obviously I'm no analyst. So, Mark, what's your take on this? It does seem like draft is a big part of it, but maybe not all of it. No, and I think to the caller's point, it's less about... If, and cut me off if I misrepresent your point, but it, it's less about like, oh, teams are losing in games in draft and more that uh, there's not enough prep work kind of put into it being like, this is how this comp is supposed to function and maybe a tunnel vision on lane um, as opposed to like clear win conditions. Like the 100 Thieves draft was so fucking good where you have... Olaf, Galio is a combination. Karma in the bot lane also works with Olaf, but is also a strong laner to punish the, like, you know, early game uh, weakness of Wukong. Senna, Ash is also really good and one of the strongest laners now, um, just with her range and volley spam. Oh, and by the way, she brings hard CC engage, which you're lacking because your top laner is Jace. And, like, oh no, they had um, Camille. Camille, that's right. Yeah, Camille Galia, yeah. Yeah, Camille Galia, which is also another sick combination with their comps. Like, it was one of these comps that had a lot of great synergies that all worked together uh, and suited player strengths. Um, and, like, I think, if I understand the caller's point, it doesn't. It feels like a lot of drafts aren't even, like, half that good. Um, so yeah. I believe that was was the point, was that we, we don't... Like, I think that, that might have been the first Camille game that we have seen. Uh, and you can play it, actually, in a couple other matchups, too. Um, like Camille versus Orn, I saw it in an uh, academy. Yeah, um, seen on an academy versus TSM academy, that was like really good, like quality gameplay in my opinion, at least for like NA, because C9 Academy drafted this like really good one three one comp with a Camille and Corky, and TSM drafted like a mostly like five v five comp with like Orn and Wukong, and so they were sort of playing around their own like win conditions and so they look a lot better because they understand like how their comp is supposed to like move around the map and really make plays and stuff uh yeah so i'll give apollo a chance to say if he thinks this is some some backseat yeah i mean i'm just kind of thinking I, I i i mean i think building comps and you know playing around your win conditions is very standard and like I've, i'm pretty sure you can say that about almost every single game in na where we've failed to do so and we've had bad drafts um i think in terms like if we're going to talk about like uh those kind of pocket picks like camille versus Orn, camille versus atrox those matchups they're harder to execute takes a little bit of time to learn those comps and the the season is relatively fast and you, i know it's like you know amount of weeks but it is fast like we have to we have to be stage ready we have to be good enough on those champions for us to like be confident to pull it out which is maybe why you see it be kind of stale throughout those weeks and then you know then that's why like it took like three weeks to get ash in the meta it's like okay well now we figured out that ash is getting to philios and we can play this style um it just takes a little bit of time and i mean i agree that na can be faster um in, in adapting but i don't know if this is necessarily the region the reason why the, our region is weak i think a lot of regions have this kind of issue where they don't play around team comps or they have really weird drafts but they end up getting away with it because of maybe raw skill or uh just the way it is right so i i think there 
it could be one of the reasons why, like, when we get to Worlds, we usually see us getting punished for, um, I guess, drafts, but also just poor decision-making, kind of what Travis was bringing up, is we usually just generally have bad macro. We don't do things, you know, we're not proactive. We don't know how to create plays. We sit around and wait for a 5v5, and then we go mid. So I, I think draft is a part of it, but you have to understand that when, as, a, as a team, like, you know, and in, in a, as a team's perspective, it, it does take a little bit of time to to build these comps and to practice these comps, and then be prepared to play it on stage. Because you can kind of even see, like, sometimes people will do these comps, these whack comps, and then they'll fail miserably, and they'll never want to do it again. And that happens a lot. It happens in scrims, and yeah. Um, yeah, but part of my point was that a lot of times I think I see NA drafts kind of be like generic, where you have like champions that kind of don't really seem like they have a very defined purpose. Like the reason why I like seeing a Camille over maybe just like picking an Aatrox even when it's like the last pick or a counter pick is because like, you know, Camille wants to like split push, whereas like Aatrox is kind of like, he can fulfill a lot of different roles because he's kind of like an all-rounder, I guess. But like when you have something that has a very defined purpose, like this champion wants to split push, I think it's a lot easier to really do macro plays because like, you know, like, that champion wants to do this, so why, how about we play around like this specific champion that way? I mean, that's fine, and it's good to have a one through one comp or a split push comp. But keep in mind, split push comp is not necessarily good in this meta. It's it's generally a little bit outdated. There's too many ways to engage, and objectives are so important where you can't just keep giving up objectives because you're split pushing. Dragon Soul is like insanely broken right now, unless unless you get Cloud, you can't. You know, teams have tried to do split pushing comps, and EG is one of those teams where they put them on a rise, you put them on Echo, you put them on LeBlanc, and you can get away with it. But just recognize that you can't always just slot in a Camille. You have to do it almost like preemptively. And I think that's why 100 Thieves draft was really powerful, is because they didn't play for a one through one comp. They played for a counter pick top with Camille, and then you used it to team fight instead of like, you know, playing for this Man. dynamic split push. And oft oftentimes, you know, team comps don't exist in a vacuum. So, like, yeah, they didn't play a team fighting top like Aatrox or Orin, but so neither was C9. They are playing Jace. And so there's a little bit less, like, the worst of a team fighting comp they make, there's a little bit less of a necessity for you to do it. So if, if they're going to mm -hmm. play a carry top and I play a carry top, well, now we're playing the same game. Um, whereas if I play Camille and you play Orin, you're going to group and, you're, and I'm going to split, you know, and, like, if you pull off a good engage at Drake and I don't TP or, you know, I'm, I'm forced to TP and then I'm forced to team fight, like to Apollo's point, you know, you, you have to start playing. Someone's going to bend to the other person's will. Whereas if you both play carry tops, it's the same game. Hey, do we have a hundred thieves take at all, Mark, tonight? Um, I don't remember everyone. Okay, well, let, I, I want to throw this out. Just I know it's a bit of a tangent, but I was just thinking about it. We're praising the 100T draft a lot. Looking back at their drafts this year, maybe more recently, etc. Do you think uh, Zix has redeemed himself to the people who feel like because he? I mean, people were were unhappy with him on on TSM, and he took a lot of heat. And I'm curious if you you feel like I I know you're laughing because you see him in Twitch chat right now, but I'm <laughs> yeah yeah I'm curious I, um... what you what you think because it. It felt like he, he was heavily praised at CLG until the end, and then he was not appreciated at TSM. Here, here he is with Hunter T. It's a little uh, hard 
for me to know what the general consensus, like what the public's feeling on him is. I mean, I'm in I'm in the post game threads, and I don't. I mean, TSM is just harsh. On, fan base is harsh on their coach, so I, I remember seeing a lot of that then. But I don't know if there's been a ton of conversation around him uh, recently. So I'm just I'm just not even sure how to answer. That. I can say for my own uh, opinion recently, like I I like the drafts a lot more back in. The start of spring, I was like when Ryoma was on his ear every game almost. I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing them try and put him on the low econ champ and give the the higher econ to to Medios just to see if it like can work. And then I mean, Medios wasn't playing well, so I can understand you know internally if there were reasons not to do that. Like I, I don't know that what the dynamic was, but as the outside, I was like, hey, the, they keep giving the the higher you know scaling champion or the champion wants more gold at least onto, onto the mid lane. I wouldn't mind seeing them mix it up. And they've done that a little bit more now with, with contracts stepping in, which is nice to see. And, and someday has been given more carry champions recently. He's played the Jason, a Camille game this weekend. Um, and he played great in both those games. And everyone always wants to see someday on Camille or excuse me, carry champs, even though he's a great tank player too. So like, I feel like they've branched out more recently, which I'm very happy to see. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on the public-facing elements of of the Hundred Thieves coaching. Um, I personally think, like, I appreciate what Zix um, did this split because, like, if you look at the early games when Medios and Stunt were still in, he still he actually did put Medios a lot on like the carry jungle. Like, he put him a lot on Kindred and Olaf, and they kept trying to like make this like carry jungle playstyle work, even though it was like. They were like one five before they swapped the players. Yeah, game, but, but they still kept making it like they the, still kept trying to make it work. Yeah, but it wasn't the same way as when other people were getting jungle champs, uh, excuse me, carry champs in the jungle because they weren't actually allocating them extra resources, you know. And that's that can be a little nebulous. So what I mean is like they were not going to do what Meteos wanted to do super frequently. He actually did not have high jungle proximity, which means people aren't playing around him or he's not calling them. I don't know who to put the blame on either. So. You know, don't understand this is not, I'm not trying to fix the symptoms. I'm just saying, regardless, when they picked him, Olaf, he would not ever get a Karma mid. He would never get a Galio mid. He wouldn't get these kinds of early game skirmishers who want to go fight with him. He got a zero every single time, uh, which is not necessarily like that is like asking the Olaf to control the early game versus, hey, I want you to run the early game over. Um, and it reads really different to me in terms of meta compared to like what happens when when Blabber gets Olaf. Like the whole team will bow over backwards to set him up to to do it. That's a karma. Does. That's a karma right there on your team and a Yumi. Yeah, karma Yumi is the game. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it was just it was night and day with how they were playing with the champ. Even if you give them the same champ. True. Well, hey, I think we've we've run over on this call, but I just wanted to uh, to ask you, Anzai, is there anything you want to say here at the end? Yeah, Firemaster Goon's out. I don't know what, I don't know what he said, but uh, fire, fire master goon, goons out. I don't know. Anyway, you want to grab the next caller? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jadarko. I got confused at the end there, but it's okay. Merchant of Soul, Sendrin ninety eight and uh, ninety six, the Chadma, and XX Iceman nineteen eighty six. Thank you for the two gifted subs. Thanks everyone for the subs. We are. Uh, Twitch chat saying, should I be offended? By the way, 
Speaking of under tea, this past weekend, uh, so they don't sponsor this show, so I, I don't want to give them too too much love, but I appreciate that they renewed a little deal with us so we can keep doing our our drafts. But Draft Buff did a uh, a thing. I placed 16th out of like 1,100 people, and then the person who got first in our draft royale just drafted entirely 100T people and the 100T team, which I thought was very funny and a testament to their performance. Dacton is here. Dacton, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I wanted to talk about how uh, the online LCS format is causing some rookies like Insanity and some lower tier players last split like Kumo to look better than I think they really are. And that when LCS goes back to being land, they'll be uh, exposed. <laughs> Sorry. So would you say exposed? <laughs> It's a little. I think it's a little negative, but I think it yeah, is. I agree. But I, I think uh, it'll show that they aren't necessarily the same level as when they're playing online. This should be good news for you, Apollo. All those young whippersnappers <laughs> actually stuck. I know they can't keep getting away with this. Um, I mean, I, I, I agree that it, it will change, and rookies do have an advantage right now that you know they don't have to deal with the pressure on stage, like. I remember when I played first few years, man, it was rough. I was sweating. It was, I, I was definitely nervous. So I can agree with that. I don't know if it's because I still get the, I don't get the same kind of nervous, but I still get nerves. Um, or like, I still get that, you know, kind of adrenaline rush when I'm playing even on online. So I don't think it's like complete night and day, you know, like we still get that feeling. Um, uh, keep in mind the, the fans, the crowd isn't very large. In, in most of the cases, like unless you're on a, a good team, um, <laughs> or at a, or at a, like, Apollo never looks out at a full, a full room yeah, until he's playing. It's like TSM or somebody. Remember the battle theater? Yeah. Yeah. When there's like that little closet. <laughs> <laughs> Those are rough times. I remember like Envy versus the energy days. <laughs> Oof, man, the crowd was, you could hear crickets. Um, I think, but like, you know, like, like I was just saying, I think there is still an element where you still get those nerves. So I don't, I don't think it's going to change too much. But I agree they have an advantage, and I wouldn't say like you know, and Sandy's randomly going to be like some dog shit player. Like I, I would never, like I, I don't live think with them. Is this true? I do live with David, yeah, or in Sandy. So you're keeping your, so you you got to be diplomatic in your answer. No, I, I would. I I don't care. Hey, message uh, it, received, same, Apollo. We got same it. Same with same with Poom. Same with. Um, who's who who's the biggest right? fraud right now, rookie, because of online play? Who's the who's the biggest benefit? Uh, let me see. Let me think. Let me give you a good answer here. T is it tactical? Is that the only reason TL is able to do well? <laughs> I actually think some players like tactical and Johnson. Like Johnson looked fine in spring, even on like a trash tier dig team, and like he's still playing well in summer. So like it, it, this doesn't apply to everybody, but I think there definitely are some it, players. It just implies insanity, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> Not just insanity. I, I think yeah, he's insanity maybe... and maybe Alarum, I think, as well. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think they're definitely Wait, is it Alarum? Uh, I thought it was Alarum. I think it's Alarum. Sorry, it's Alarum. I, we don't even hey, know how to. I fucked it up for years on Academy Broadcast, so nah, like, I'm with I mess, you. Dude. I mess it up every day, but I saw, I just call him Kiram, so Kieran. Right. I'm just well, messing with you, by the way. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think so. There's another way to look at this, which is this is a like these rookies will like you're kind of slowly getting them into it, right? Like now they're playing in the LCS, but they get to play from home, and then eventually they may play in the LCS, but 
let's say they're potentially playing from an empty audience, right? Like maybe there's no audience on stage because they're able to open the studio before they can bring in an audience. And then, so maybe this is a good way to kind of like slowly graduate these rookies into the, the league. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think uh, in last split, they were playing some Academy games on stage after the LCS games too, right? Yep. Yeah, so I think that probably helped as well. I think it, it's good that the rookies are getting a chance to uh, a chance to actually play. And I think the NA rookie talent is good and we can develop more. But I just think that there are some... Uh, I, I think the effects of online LCS are not uh, talked about as much as I think they should be. It's just one of those things that... Uh... It's like it's once like you what, talk about it once, there's not much else to say about it. Yeah, it's like what, what else do you say, really? You know, it sucks for everyone, and let's let's hope that nothing really gets like I hope let's hope the transition is smooth, and you know, like let's not find out that all our rookies happen to be actually shit and they can't play on stage. <laughs> it's also the kind of thing like you won't know if it's true until you get back there either. So yeah. Once you say like I this could be true, like you don't you can't follow up again until you yeah. get any, like, data I think it's points. the type of thing that the analyst desk says once and then doesn't need to repeat themselves. You know, like really I think we could actually desk... sprinkle it in every single time a rookie's playing. I That's think the analyst part. desk really doesn't need to just bring it up multiple times. You know, like just I don't they don't tend to reuse content like that, so I, I would expect them not to, to talk about. It. <laughs> Is there uh, anything else that you want to say uh, on this call, Dacton? Uh, just one quick question for Mark. I know you went to RIT. Did you ever have a garbage plate when you were in Rochester? I have one or two. Okay. Did, I didn't what, think they were that good. Oh, okay. Yeah, you never went to RIT. You're out. I went to RIT. I went into the actual city to get the garbage plates. I don't know. Okay. They're not that fucking good. I'd rather eat any other del like cuisine. All right. Hard disagree. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I was. I just wanted to. I was sitting back waiting to see how this was going to go down because I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. I mean, you, you fucking come to LA and you eat sushi, Mexican food, you know, like all the amazing cuisines out here. In a, like Italian's not even that good out here, but Italian is still better than fucking a, a garbage plate from Russia. Listen, I mean, this doesn't sound name. great. Anyway, the name does not do it justice. Dacton, thank you so much for the call. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Okay, we got a couple more callers to go. I would read out some more subs, but we haven't received any. <clears throat> so we'll just uh, we'll, we'll go ahead here. and wait for that. Yeah, there's not nothing else to say. Flying Ham says I missed their call, their sub, but I don't see. I don't think that their sub went through because I don't see them in the list. So I don't know what to say. Uh, Max Drixton sub. Thank you, Max Drixton. We got, okay, you're going to have to tell me how to say your name. It's um, pronounced Shong Selmo. It means a squirrel in Korean. Squirtle? A uh, squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. Where are you calling yep. from? I'm calling from New Jersey. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, that Immortals will finish top three in the regular season. Oh, boy. We always get one of these. Somebody always comes to simp out for whoever the guest is. <laughs> All right. Well, why, are, why are they going to finish top three? Um, after watching the games this weekend and the fact that Alorum is drawing Malphite bans is a concern for other teams if they can't find a way to play around that. And the bot lane has been stepping up every time and Insanity is showing to be a solid top three to four mid laner in the league. 
Apollo, why won't you guys finish top three? What? <laughs> no, we're going to finish top three. I, I, I have no rebuttal to this. This is just straight facts. Who are the other teams up there with you? Facts right now. Um, uh, Cloud9, I believe, is up there as well as Cloud9. I think there's another <laughs> team that I forgot. Cloud9 Academy gets uh, promoted <laughs> into the LCS. Yeah. <laughs> they take the others. The I don't know. Spot. You guys might have a hard time, Apollo, getting over Cloud9 Classic when they let them back. <laughs> the <LCS>. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I was watching their game. They're pretty good. Um... I mean, if you want me, to, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I think top three is like, I mean, it would be amazing. And I think it's going to be really fucking hard. Um, I appreciate the kind words. I, I, I'll say like, yeah, that's about it. I mean, like I can, I can put myself up, but I don't think it's worth it. So is it even um, possible? Uh, so we're saying finish top. I don't think you mean like finish top three after in playoffs, right? You mean in like standings? Yeah, in standings. Like, we're more I than think... halfway through the split, and they've yeah, got they, they got the opposite record of T TL. Like TL and you would need to flip, and see TSM's two back from that, yeah. so you would you need to. Immortals has two wins. Yeah, yeah. they have a twenty percent win record. Not, we only have two wins. It may feel like we have four, but I don't think we do. <laughs> I do. It feels like you guys have more. Yeah, yeah. I I just think statistically it's going to be really difficult. You need like for the third third place. Other teams to just like nobody else can have like a good streak. I think everybody just has to like everyone just has to start plummeting. Yeah, just dropping like flies. Well, I mean, like if this weekend showed anything that it's possible with TSM, FlyQuest, and EG all dropping games this weekend. And C nine, maybe C nine won't be top three. I mean, that 100 Thieves game Although, was something else. Technically, it's better if C9 just wins every game. Yeah, yeah, I know. NTL, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, you, you're four games behind TSM, so it's not impossible. It's just like you need TSM to not... You need TSM, EG, CLG, and FlyQuest to all start doing badly and like not have hundred it's just this is really difficult yeah, yeah. but we're gonna do it and um i'll see you guys there at the top how much do you worry about getting top three or what i mean given that the playoffs is like top eight apollo is this i mean obviously well, you want to be winning but in we came in to the split zero four uh and so our first impre our first you know thought is like okay well we want to get into playoffs right that's like that's the step one and we're still two and eight so i think we're still kind of you know we're still looking at step one right now we're not really thinking about anything else just getting into playoffs is like number one priority so i mean that's that's the part that matters too when there's eight teams getting to playoffs like you have a pretty good chance of getting to playoffs since what can you do from there yeah i mean i wish we can get top three but yeah, it's, it's not something I would ever Caller, think Caller, even given all of what you're hearing, are you still confident they're going to get top three? Um, I know it'll be difficult, but we're just... I feel like TSM is kind of a flash in the pan after everything, because Doublelift really hasn't been performing to what Doublelift has in the past. And, like, Spica and Broken Blade look great, but I feel like that's going to come to an end soon. And just EG's too... Okay, so let's... Not Impressive. Let's skip the let's fast forward and and say like EG CLG FlyQuest are on a downward trend. 
Yeah. Here's a question for you. Why will Immortals get in over 100 Thieves if all those other teams are not doing well? Because 100 Thieves is two up, just beat C9. Zix has redeemed himself, according to Mark Zimmerman. I think that was a direct quote. And uh, so why why would that occur? Um, so I think the biggest worry right now with 100 Thieves is uh, Poem, I believe is how it's pronounced. Poem. Uh, Poom, all right. Um, not saying that he's bad, it's just um, he is a rookie and he's recently new to League of Legends, like two years, I think, professional time. So I think, and I mean, Someday is like the most veteran player on the team and I don't know how much, I don't know his English level, but like I feel like communication might be a problem for that team. And I feel like that's when you're going to start seeing like flaws in their gameplay through like contracts and Poem subbing through halfway through the season. I think just that draft against Cloud9 was very good with the Camille, uh, Galio, Ash, because that's just a great... I don't, I don't mean to be rude, uh-huh. but the someday thing just feels like that's like you're trying yeah. to find... It's like you need a reason, so let's find the person who doesn't speak English and throw that one out there. Well, I, I still think someday's one of the best top laners in the league. I always have. Yeah. But I feel like communication is something that we can see coming up with that team as a problem. He, and, and my understanding one. is he speaks English mostly. Mostly, I'd, 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 I'd go with veteran experience if I was going to go with anything. I mean, yeah, Lorem and um, Insanity are younger, but Hakuho, Apollo, and Smithy have all yeah. been around. They have a ton of leadership. Don't forget, Haku, yes, took down TSM with his Thresh again after, you know. <laughs> once again. Once again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd hype him around that versus someday's English. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think, like, I <laughs> yeah. don't think 100 Thieves are, you know, suddenly the best team in the league, and I don't think they're necessarily, uh, or I, I, I don't, that's not what you're saying, but I don't think they're necessarily, like, number two, right? They're not, like, sitting behind Cloud9 just because of their win. So no. I don't I don't think that these guys are just going to skyrocket, and, you know, maybe they could, but I don't think just because they beat Sand they can do that. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a close race if those teams were to, you know, if EG, TSM, and FlyQuest were to start getting that downward trend i still think it'd be a close race between you know us dig i mean golden gardens i think are even looking well they're looking good and then they like lost to who did they lose to they lost to teal i think like the the they had like the lissandra game yeah 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 Yeah. either way i i feel like these teams are it's still going to be close regardless you know like I, i don't i wouldn't count anyone out just yet and uh yeah I know it's pretty PR, but it's really just the way it is, right? It's like Apollo if we're being about, very humble with his it, two and eight, if, suggesting he wouldn't count any of the other teams above him out just yet. Yeah, I mean it's true though. It's like we're all like we're all beating each other at this point, right? Like yeah. if you look at the you know we we lost a dig and then I think TSM beat dig and then we beat TSM. It's like. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's clip that and that's the entire episode. Hey, thanks so much, caller. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next one? Um, just I think Zix has definitely redeemed himself through Hundred Thieves, especially with how Ryoma has been looking recently. Hey, the caller agrees with you, Mark. Hey, thanks so much for the call, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Right, thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. If Zix is still in the chat, he needs the only thing he needs to redeem is hopefully he has shorter review times when we're scrimming. <laughs> is that an issue? I fucking love stuff like that. <laughs> you guys wait around a lot for review. 
I'm pretty sure he's one of the teams that we wait around for, as well as Golden Guardians. Is is TSM <laughs> still bad? Because TSM back in the day was the fucking worst well, when Loco TSM ran. had Zix. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> Loco was the worst. Yeah, Zix was pretty bad then. Um, uh, I, I, TSM, I think, are fine, but to be honest, we don't really scream them very much <laughs> for some, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah, because you 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 beat them, so yeah, because we beat them, so they obviously we don't want to scream them. <laughs> yeah, not why, the other way around. <laughs> why deal with them? I see uh, Empire still say TSM reviews are the longest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds about yeah. right. I mean, they don't have like a... Well, who's their coach? I don't that's even know the, who That's the problem. You know, that's what I was about to say. I'm glad you, you filled it a blank for me. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, it's they just all... The coach is the screaming session that they have at each other for <laughs> 45 minutes uh, where everything goes unresolved and then they move on. Parth is the coach. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I think is the... Right, yes. and then the strategic coach are the players, yes. and they do yeah. the review. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. All right, I've been, I've been in that situation before. It's fun. <laughs> Aren't you kind of in that situation now? No, we have a coach. We have Mala. Okay. I I, I actually I, was, I don't. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, okay. let's let's move on to the next caller. Can you tell me about it now? If you're gonna tell him about it later, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you guys off here. All right. Mark, go get the... There we go. Um, Subble for... Thank you for the four months. Raz, thank you for the for gifting the, the sub. Uh, Trey Dagobus, thank you for the prime. C. Sears gifted a sub to Apollo Price, who I, I'm honestly shocked was not an existing sub. Beyond you know, the I, was, I think I got gifted a sub before, but then it you know, ran out. Yeah, well, I just mean maybe you should just set it and forget it. Arelabad, thank you uh, for the sub. Waiting on Mark to get back with the... Uh, Next caller. Any moment now. Any moment. Raz, you gifted a sub. Oh, who did you gift the sub to? You gifted a sub to give was mod. I do it's it's spelled W A Z. I don't know who that is. Hello, is that hi, hi. Thank you. I mean you said for the give, fuck you letter. <laughs> give was mod. Um which is I don't know what's going on there. Hello, hi, hi. Thank you for calling in. Where are you calling from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. How's it going in Dallas? It's going good. COVID's starting to, you know, get a little bit worse here, like, extremely quickly. So, it's going good. Yeah. I've stopped asking this question for the most part because I feel like the answer is always uh, disheartening, but I... I don't know. Well, Texas has decided to. Well, I shouldn't get political, but Texas decided to pick up some spicy, you know, policies. But you know, I my brother lives in Texas, and he said like a few months ago, you guys were not very strict at all with like your regulation. It's like regarding like things were opening and all that stuff. Some kind of not so yeah. worse. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Whatever. Let's talk about uh, League it's of Legends. Weird. Yeah, yeah. No, no COVID time. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Mark? Um. So, <laughs> go ahead, call. Uh, I was gonna say so my take is that C9 will probably lose around four games this split, simply because of winners' fatigue and because uh, the rest of the league is getting better. Do you have any ideas on? What I know you, this is a really, why do you decide four? I know. So, part of me was like, okay. If they just win out the split from here on, like, they win the next, you know, I don't know, like, six, seven games, 
then they would just, you know, sub out the rest of the roster, put the Academy roster in like they were memeing on Twitter and just, you know, lose a couple of games there. But also, I think that if they're experimenting as much as they are, they have a chance to just start dropping games to teams that are really starting to improve. And that could actually be a problem. I uh, I don't know. You want to go first, Paul, or should I? Uh, well, I, I don't. I don't really know like what the main point is. Like, if they start losing, are you just saying that like they're getting worse, or like they're getting complacent? Is that no, why? No, no, no. Like... I don't. I don't think they're getting worse at all. I think part of it is that winners' fatigue is real, and people can get overconfident because of that, and they'll just you know kind of underestimate their opponents and lose games because of that just a lack of prep or you know trying out new things that just wouldn't work on stage right Apo- i mean apollo but i guess what apollo is asking is like what's the effect like the end effect of this they they'll they won't win or they'll i still, I still think they go or... i think they'll i still think they'll get first and i think they'll still still think they'll dominate the split but like i think they'll lose like four games and i think it'll be like a struggle for first with them and tl this is a tough situation for Apollo because I don't think he's ever been in a position to have winner's fatigue. <laughs> I know oh, you're going to say that man. when you're like waiting. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I mean, I, I think like this, I mean, the winner's fatigue and all that, like getting complacent. I mean, even the fact that they're trying new things, is, isn't that technically a good thing, right? Like you say that these they might not be ready for... Um, these things on stage and trying new things on stage but isn't that like kind of the perfect time to do it right because on stage things are usually a lot different at least i mean just coming from me it's it's usually a lot different than scrim so it's a good place to try it anyways so i feel like them doing this and you know them dropping games is fine as long as you know they're like mentally okay with it like if they're you know blowing up because they lost one game then that's their own problem but i think if they're trying new things and dropping games because of that's totally fine as long as they know that right like they're in a really safe position we like we know how good they are they're not i don't think they're gonna just start getting worse so i i do agree teams are getting better but i don't really see um, are they well a follow-up point before we get into the the... lower teams are getting better but it doesn't even like like there's cloud nine right and then there's like lower teams and then i just don't feel like teams are getting i feel like you're right that like the bottom teams are getting better but i don't feel like anybody like the the gap is not closing between cloud nine and the rest of the league so it's just really hard for me to think that like i i think hunter t looked really good i think they had a good draft i think c9 fucked up but i also think it was like an any given sunday best of one situation so i don't expect them to lose three of their next eight games I'm not saying I agree with that part, but the the caller's point about the the league being better does mean that like if C9 is experimenting and these these any given Sundays are more likely to happen. I guess like, that's fair. Like yeah, um, hundred thieves is not getting closer to C9 significantly to actually challenge them as the second best team or anything like that. But if if Dignitas, Immortals, CLG, Golden Guardians, in the bottom half of the league isn't dog shit. Mm-hmm. That means it's much more likely that when C9 has a, a, a bit of a weak game, that they actually get, lose it. Um, whereas in spring, I do think that the the bottom of the league was a lot worse, and even the you don't middle. Think it's of offset by what seems to be other teams getting worse. Like FlyQuest definitely looked better weeks ago than they do now. Yeah, but I think that's also part of the the fact that uh, teams other, are better. Like okay. like TL was ninth, CLG was basically winless with with. Um, crown and shit like spring during this time teams were fucking bad yeah i just mean even like 
Like, because yeah. I remember in week two, we were like, oh, some of these other teams might be good now. Like, maybe not on C9 level, but like, wow, we could have a salt. And now I just look at a lot of these teams and I'm like, eh. like TL looked okay this weekend, but like TSM, who people were saying was going to be second best now, like they both, they went 0-2. Obviously one of those was a C9 game, but like, it's just, one, one of them was an Immortals game. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. that, that happened last split too. I mean, FlyQuest was seven and three, and then they went. Right, I think they were seven and three, and they ended up ten and eight, and they went like two and something in the back half. And they really struggled. Like similar swings happened last split with what were like the best teams. I think that just naturally happens in a split. People yeah. have different win streaks and stuff. Yeah, it also depends on how the meta swings as well, right? Like how okay. the drafts play out and. All that stuff. So. so let's all do two. So for the the caller said four games, so that would mean three more games that C9 would lose. They go five um, and three. I don't think anybody. I'd be surprised if any of you guys are going to suggest that. But um, what? How many games do you think C9 will lose? In the rest of the split, regular season. I'm I'm really close between one or two. Probably just to IMT, I'd say, and that's it. <laughs> So just the so one. Just the one. All right, I'll say two then. I'll go with they lose two more. I say one. <laughs> six, six and Probably two. Probably not to IMT, but <laughs> I'll say one. But it could happen. I like how Apollo goes for the parlay bet. Not only is Sian going to lose specifically one more game, it will be to this <laughs> one team instead of the other nine. Yeah, his eight, specific team. It's just a specific team. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, yeah, no. he <laughs> has nothing to do with his his yeah yeah position. I just I've been watching the IMT games closely and I've been judging them. Uh, you know how well they have you playing. seen their close percent? It's insane. <laughs> we need to talk about it again. All right, yeah, uh, caller. Thanks for the for the take. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Um, just shout out to IMT for putting my boy Smithy back on the team. There you for, go. In All my right. opinion, I'll let them know. Have a good one. Two more to go. Any other? We got any other subs in the chat? We haven't had one in fourteen. Can you guys do me a favor? Everybody in the Twitch chat right now, can you hover your cursor over the screen? I'm trying to test something. Hover <laughs> your cursor over the screen, and then just if you see a blue crown pop up on desktop or laptop or whatever, click that. And then if you see like. Prime sub or free sub, just click that. I'm trying to see if this feature works. Rikuru is here. Rikuru, where are you calling from? Uh, Newfoundland, Canada. Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, the topic was that uh, outside of the um, basically the top player in each role, and you could even extend it to the top two if you really wanted to, that the mechanical skill difference between LCS and uh, Academy is basically zero. And what separates the players is the mental game. So you think like the <clears throat> bottom eight to nine players are about as skilled mechanically as the bottom players in the academy league. Because you have potentially a range of like, what, 18, uh, well, 18 he's saying, people there? He was saying outside the top in LCS academy and LCS are not that far, are about the same, right? It's, yeah, well, if you're yeah, like saying the top you, one or two in LCS, which would imply the bottom eight in... Yeah, the but league. then you also said bottom eight for Academy. Why did you say bottom eight for Academy? Or did I mishear you? Me? I didn't say bottom eight Academy. Twitch chat will let me know. 
Rikuru. Sorry, answer. Yeah. Could you answer? Mark is confused. Do you. Do you... Basically, I'm saying if you take out the top one or two players from the LCS in their roles. Read Twitch chat, Travis. You said it. The remaining players in the LCS, the, the mechanical skill difference between them and who and the players in the academy is very small. The, the main difference between the differentiating those two players are, is the mental game. Okay, so any players in academy. Yeah. I, I like this question because I, I want to get Apollo's take on it. Um, having played in both academy and LCS yeah, this having split. recently graduated from academy himself. Yeah. I just now have decided to, or, you know, we got the opportunity, the pleasure of playing in LCS. Very excited about that. Um, to answer your question or to answer the, you know, the college question, I mean, I, I agree with it. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that black and white. I don't think it's like top eight or whatever. I do think a lot of the, the a lot of the difference does come down to macro and knowledge of the game and just being able to play at that level. The mechanics is the very baseline that you have to have, right? And when you get into academy, when you've been playing solo queue, that's what you're, that's what you have. That's the reason why you're in academy is because you showed to these teams that you can beat people in lane. You can, you know, play a team fight well. You can do, you know, that. And then the reason why you're academy is so you can learn how to play macro, so you can learn from the veterans, or you can learn from the coaches how to move around the map, how to move the pieces, right? Um, and then even going further, how to shot call, how to work with your teammates, how to use your resources. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're right. Like, the mechanical level is not, it's not super um, different. You have a lot of good mechanical player, uh, mechanically skilled players in Academy right now. But the reason why they don't, they're not playing in LCS is because they can't work with their team very well. They don't know how to use their resources. Maybe they choke. They don't know how to move around the map because they're, I don't know, they just haven't had the right coach or something. But I, that, that's like the huge difference is there, is the, is the macro, is the knowledge. So you're right in that aspect. I think I... I was gonna say I, I think I agree that like in terms of where the biggest gap is, if you was between fingers or brain, I think it's pretty obviously brain. But I don't want to completely sweep mechanics under the rub because I think it's sometimes um, glossed over, and it can be hard to separate exactly what mechanics can mean. Like, yeah, if it's someone... a very broad statement to right. say mechanics. Right, like a, a player's ability to play a champion is that their fingers are bad or that they haven't played that champion enough. Right, like if someone's if broke is broken blades Wukong bad because mechanically he sucks at the champ or because he hasn't played enough to know what to do is the correct situation. Like the shy famously said, Oh, I don't think I'm a mechanical player. I've just thought a lot about the game and I know what I want to do in every situation. It's like, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is one of the most mechanically skilled players in the world, you know, downplaying his mechanics a little bit. And so I think sometimes things that count as mechanics get swept up into what is really actually game knowledge, champ knowledge, situation specific knowledge um but i think it's still fair to like kind of splitting semantics at that point like whatever the, you're not playing the champ right you know yeah. and I, I think that is something that shouldn't be understated is that like the amount of people who i see play jace and actually like really trade aggressively and push the limits of the champ is not a ton like um i see kumo start d blade or d d shield jace and like 
let the wave push into him level one. Even when his, I think his jungler was actually up there on the top side. He's against Volibear. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Take D, <laughs> take take D Blade and get in his face. Like, what's the Volibear gonna do? You know, like those are some things that I look at and I say, like, is that champion knowledge, confidence? You know, is that mechanics? It's it's it, it gets really murky when you're not actually like there to 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 pick someone's brain on why they do these things. Rikuru, do you think this is a judgment on? the mechanics of North American LCS players? Or do you think that this is a testament to ha us having mechanically skilled players in Academy? Like, should we be feeling good? Because we've got a lot of mechanically skilled players in Academy that just need to figure out how to use their brain? Or is this like, uh oh, maybe our LCS players should step up their mechanics? Uh, it probably more a, a B than A there, I think. Um, I, I would assume that you'd probably see the same thing in, in any of the regions um it's just that at, at the highest level i don't think you know what makes you know if you're going to argue this this season or, or the past couple of splits what makes niski so better than so much better than bjergskin it's it's not the mechanical skill of them piloting the champions it's the you know the mental of knowing what to do and when but uh i did have one quick follow-up question for apollo on something he said mm -hmm. um do you think the Academy League is doing a good job or providing a good environment for those players to learn those skills? Uh, to learn, you're talking about learning macro? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, uh, I mean, like when I played in there, I guess it's a little bit different because every team's going to be a little bit different, right? Like I've been playing for a decent amount of time and um, I was able to, you know, help the players understand macro and you know share my knowledge right so on our team like at least at least i had a i had a big voice in that regard so maybe if you go to a different team where they don't have like a veteran player or like or a good coach for uh as well like i want to i don't want to just sound like i'm just coaching the team alone right i i think it depends on the coach depends on who um who's also on that team if you have five rookies on a team and maybe not a great coach, which is most likely going to be the case in academy, it's very rare that you have a really good coach in the academy spot. Like, there's not many coaches that many great coaches in the LCS period. So it's you know it's it's going to be it'd be weird for them to put resources into an academy. So I, I think it really depends on who your players are on that team and um yeah. So so it just depends. And I think if you have a veteran, then it is good. Uh yeah. Recruit, thanks so much for the call. Any shout-outs before we go on to our last caller? Yerk skin. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it, dude. Thanks, guys. What was it? I didn't get it. He he uh, misspoke a little bit when he said Bjergskin's name the first time. Okay. And like I kind of chuckled and Twitch chat was kind of chuckling and we started saying Bjergskin. And then <laughs> rather than get uh, like, oh, no, I, I missed. Yeah, I just doubled down. I fucking love it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to go grab our last caller? Quick play sixty four. Thank you for the prime and Jag C twenty six. Thank you for the prime as well. Got our last caller coming up here in just a moment. Looks like he's here. Cam Ooflage is here. Cam Ooflage, is that how you say your name? Yep. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, or sorry, where are you calling from? Uh, Sarnia, Ontario. And what do you? Is this who I think it is? Yes, it is, Travis. 
Oh, motherfucker. I got you again, Mark. <laughs> he cha- I actually clicked it this time to check. And he changed Hashtag his- live, live evil, boys. Oh, I- God. You know what? It's even in your fucking name. This is like a Brandon Sanderson thing. To name like- his name Camouflage. And he's, he's camouflaged himself as another person. And, and I, I clicked his name because I, I don't know why I just clicked it. And it said, I'm new to Discord. Say hi. So I was like, I was getting ready to kick him because I was like, okay, this is somebody who just made a Discord account. What are the chances that like... This is going to be like a, a real person. It could be like a scammer or something. All right. Uh, Blue Jay. I, I got to say, what Blue Jay does well is he'll change his take up. And like, like he was posting EG shit, but we kind of covered EG and like a couple of the other calls. So I didn't want an EG caller. And we were running out of people. So I was like, oh, does anyone else want like a chance to, to, to get on? And then he changes his take up to another one and like, ah, motherfucker. Okay. But he- here's one thing I got to say though. Like, so this is my opinion. I don't know if Twitch chat feels the same way, but like, I don't care if you guys have the same caller on all the time. I just want there to be a good take. So I mean, you, you, you have that opinion because you're the same caller that gets on yes, all the I time. Know, of course, right? Of course, there's bias there. But even before, even before I used to call in, I used to think the same thing. The the only thing that I appreciate, I mean, so Twitch chat says we all want good takes. You guys must disagree with the YouTube comments because the YouTube comments get super bitter that it's like, oh, the same person is always on. Um, and they always put Mark always pulls the same person. So either way, I mean, I enjoy this a lot because what's really impressive to me is that we get a lot like Mark, how many we get like 100 plus takes a night, right? Probably more than that. Yeah. And and like we pick like, I don't know, like uh, 10 callers maybe. And so the fact that you are so consistently able to get on, it's just, it's really, it shows why it makes sense that we do end up with so many of the, the same, so many oh, frequent me, callers because, what's that, Mark? What, Mark? No, nothing. I'm just like, because there's another person who had a TL take and I'm, I'm reading the difference. And like, I must have some, like the way you type, it's like intrinsic bias I have because <laughs> this is, this is camouflage or Blue Jays. TL will prove they deserve to be top two with the way they drafted and played this last weekend. Someone else posted not long after. Even though TL is eight and two, they aren't very good and Brox does bad. It's basically the TL take for the night. It's a positive or a negative approach to it. I don't even have any problem with the way this other guy said it. I'm like, why did I pick the same fucking guy I always pick? You, well, maybe this bad. is not even. Maybe he doesn't even have unique great takes. It's just you've got an issue. You've got some yeah. Sort of that's what I'm wondering. Like, am I just like brainwashed somehow? Problem. There's like some trigger word that just makes me pick him. I don't. I like, I like earlier the other in the guys... show though. Earlier in the show, you guys were talking about how like maybe we're not sure if TL is the the top two team. So I figured like for sure this take was gonna get taken. Okay, but someone okay, so, else had the so, same take, just the negative angle, and I don't I don't care if someone's negative about. Okay, TL. so let's I... let's pretend this didn't happen. Go ahead and pitch your take, Blue Jay. Yeah. Okay. Also, one quick thing before we get in, I'm so fired up that Apollo's on the show because I asked for him last week. Did I have anything to do with that, or is that just damn luck? I think I said so you maybe it was you. Somebody in Twitch chat said Apollo should be on the show. And, Dude, he's uh, fucking the show. Blue Jay is producing this show without yeah, even knowing. True, he gives us half true. of our takes. He picks our guests. So somebody <laughs> said maybe it was you, but I think other people said Apollo should be on the show or something like that. And I saw Apollo in Twitch chat say agreed. And so I that said was, it at the end of my take, and then Apollo was just like, "Yeah, have this oh, guy on okay. the show." Maybe and you know, he was hiding the whole time. It, it has more to do with Apollo here. saying "agreed" than it has to do with you suggesting it. If if he that's had what not you said think, that. Travis. That's what you think, <laughs> and then he'll do it next week again somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't. I won't hide. I won't camouflage next week. I'll give someone else a chance. I'll just blue Jay in the chat, 
or in, or in uh, Discord, and I'll, I'll let you decide next week. I think what's but, remarkable uh, is you didn't just cha name change this time. You actually did make a new Discord account. Yeah, because you guys gave me I the was idea. Checking. It's your I fault. Was, <laughs> I was checking, too. Fuck. All right. Anyway, uh, Blue Jay, pitch, pitch your take as if we hadn't heard it from Mark already. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I think that TL, this their very last game showed that um, they have the potential to be the second best team in NA. And I actually think they will show that in the games that they're going to play um, later. Well, yeah, just later in the split. Um, to talk a little bit more on that, I actually think that their drafts, uh, their last draft was really good. I think it really fit their play style a lot more than what we saw earlier in the split. So what I mean by that is I'm really happy that Impact is back on tanks. I know that's been talked about for a long time. Like, oh, is Impact a tank player only? And Honestly, though, who cares? Like, he's a really good tank player. And so if he's got to play Orn to be good, so be it. And I think that Jensen being on the LeBlanc was awesome. It's about time he's back on something a lot more aggressive. Um, I don't mind TF, but I'm, I'm not too huge on his ear. And Core JJ just being allowed to play whatever playmaker he wants, whether it be, like, Blitz hooks or Bard ultimates and stuff like that, I think, is really good for the team. And I think they're starting to play aggressive like Brox has said they would. Blue, I, I'm, I'm just sorry. I was listening to what you said, but as I, as you were saying it, I was just thinking the LCS broadcast definitely needs some additional talent. And I'm thinking <laughs> either behind the scenes or in front of the camera, like they should reach Put me out in, to coach. You. Yeah. You anyway. know what? Hotline League might need some extra talent too. No, you know what Shut I'm up. saying? All right. So I'll take, I'll take a night off. <laughs> Stop it. So, so uh, let's see. So, are we still concerned, Apollo and Mark? I mean, maybe Apollo, you're not concerned. You like it, but Roxa, mm -hmm. I feel like people have been concerned about for a bit, and I, I wonder if we no longer, if you're TL fan, you no longer need to be concerned about him. As a liability. Concerned that, he, concerned that he's underperforming? Is that, yeah. is that the consensus? Yeah, I feel like people felt like he was a liability. He was playing passive. Like, he was he was an issue for the team. Um, well, I guess I'll go first. I I don't really know, actually. I, I, I guess I haven't really watched their most recent TL games, or, like, I didn't really watch it closely. I just know that they, they won. Um, I, I think I already said, like, kind of my thoughts in the beginning where I said that they were just a slow team, you know, and whether that's Brox or not, like, I think generally when I say they're a slow team, I, I mean, like, the team as a whole is kind of slow, like, it, and they, they play, like, a slower style, and they play for team fights. Um, I think they drafted a definitely more aggressive composition. Like, they played, they ended up playing Bard in, uh, and then in a different game, I think they played Shen, and Impact is really good on Shen. I mean, he's a really good tank player, like uh, Blue Jay mentioned, and he's also just a very proactive player like he's i think everyone knows this it's not like a secret but he's very you know vocal and he has like a, he has so much experience where i think he when he has when he has control over situations he's really good at like kind of pressing them so it's like I, I don't doubt their ability to play aggressive but i do think when we played them and when the last time i saw them play they're pretty slow and they it wasn't very like it wasn't amazing to watch it wasn't like this second place team that i think i i um that like kind of I imagine right like right below C9 or anything. It was just they're they're winning games that they should be winning or maybe even shouldn't be winning, and um, here they are right at second place. Yeah, I'm a 
I'm a little bit in between the two takes, I think, in terms of like how I feel about them. I, I definitely feel better than I did a couple weeks ago now that they're doing a little bit more interesting stuff with draft. Their bot lane continues to do interesting things. Um, Jensen is on a, a little bit more playmakers. Um, I'm glad that they have Shen. Uh, the, the point was never that they, they needed to play exactly Wukong or something, but I was saying play Singe, play, yeah, play Shen, play Maokai. Like, if you're going to be the tank guy, like, I'm down, but play show Malphite. me something. Yeah, Malphite, you know? <laughs> like, fuck. <True. laughs> I don't care. Uh, if you're going to be the tank guy, I'd be the tank guy, but actually, like, lean into it a little bit more than just, um, oh, Orange Band, Aatrox, and just going down what felt like the, the yes, tier list. Yes, thank you, man. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, I definitely agree on that point, and I think they've been a little bit better. Um, Jensen worked well. He was the one actually delivering the Shen, which just felt weird to me that, like, your mid lane Azir is the one delivering the Shen with shuffles and stuff as opposed to someone else on the team. So I'm yeah, still a little no bit... one else on the team to do that, though, I think. Not like, really. In, in that game, right? Yeah, they had game. Trundle, and so he's not going to fucking, I don't know. So they, had Lee, they had Lee, TK, Varence, I believe. Oh, it was Lee? I mean, Lee can kind of do it just as well as... Yeah, as but, can, and but basically all those champions are kind of like awkward, right? Yeah, it's, it's a TK. <laughs> it's not a Jarvan or some shit where you EQR on top yeah. of someone and it's easy. Yeah, or I even definitely. like a LeBlanc, right? Like, you know, LeBlanc Shen is a pretty good combo. Yeah, Nocturne Shen. Like, fuck, there's so many Shen combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on, on top of that stuff, with, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, in the second game as well, Jensen was good about being proactive. And once again, Broxa was kind of there following up, but their synergy's not quite. He kind of like threw the top play um, after they chunked him out. Broxa kind of goes in by himself into the turret, and there's more people there. And like, mm -hmm. oh, I think yeah. I watched that one. Yeah. yeah, like Jensen's playing well. I'm I'm impressed with Jensen. I think he actually is, is playing super well. And the bot lane's obviously playing well. And, and like the whole team is playing well, but they just don't seem to elevate each other, which is still like a little bit of my problem. It, which might come down to like this the slow game plan as well, giving me a slightly negative perception of them. So I'm, I I'm more optimistic than I was, but I'm a little a little. I think that they can still get overtaken. I don't think they're clear cuts. I think the, the second best right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone rallies or something. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think, uh, well, first of all, it's hard for me to, you know, keep complimenting them because I want to beat them. And I don't really want to, <laughs> you know, say too many good things. But uh -huh. they have good players, so them being in a second place position is totally understandable. I don't, I wouldn't want to discredit that. Like, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it makes sense whether they're, they're second place. But I, I don't think they're, you know, super special. Um, they've definitely gone better, you know. They've, they've, they, I think their their performance this week was a lot better than last week. Uh, I don't I actually don't remember who they played besides us. I think they played CLG. they played FlyQuest, or I meant like wait, was it CLG? I think it was CLG. Am I crazy? No, it was CLG what, GG. This like this most recent weekend was CLG and Golden Guardians, and then last week was us oh, and FlyQuest. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. The mash int over Baron. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess so. I think I kind of you know I was thinking about their you know us versus us in FlyQuest. I did. I wasn't you know I wasn't thinking. I wasn't super impressed, but I guess maybe this week um the you know their games for CLG and GG is much better. I'm not really sure. I mean, to your point about how good all their players are, they're actually second at gold at 15 in the league behind C9. Mm. Um, and it's a pretty big gap between them and third. And it's because it's so hard to actually get shit done against them, I think. Uh, they're really good about not making, not giving you openings. Like someone takes a bad trade, that's an opening now for a jungler to go there. Or someone to leave lane because, you know, they can't really face check you anymore. Like 
they just don't feel like they make any of those mistakes, which I think is why sometimes it also slows their games down because they're not hella aggressive, but they don't make they don't give people openings to exploit them either, which is why just raw laning wise, they always have a gold lead. Yeah, there's no weaknesses that you can really point out in terms of their players, right? You're not like trying yeah. to punish bot lane, you're not trying to punish me, not, not trying to punish top uh, for the most part, right? So yeah. I, I agree with that. And um, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick, simply on, on Jensen, is that I wanted to know your guys' thoughts of the difference between C9 Jensen and TL Jensen, because the aggression is the clear difference to me, but I wanted to know if you guys agreed or disagreed with that. C9 Jensen and TL Jensen. Oh, yeah. that was kind of a while ago, wasn't it? I guess it was. When... It was 2018. Yeah. I do and think we're saying... potentially going off topic, but if you guys have a quick answer for it, go ahead. I don't have a quick answer, so I'm going to just... My quick answer <laughs> would be like, maybe he felt like he had to do less individual carrying, which made him a little bit more passive when he had double lift, and now that double lift's gone, he has to relearn to be the primary carry. That would be my only quick two-second two thought on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, hey, thanks so much, Blue Jay, for calling call it in. <laughs> Great to hear from you again, as always. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we close out the show? Um, oh, yes. I, okay, one thing I needed to ask Mark real quick, because you guys were talking about the start of the show. How, Normally this is a uh, shout-out, so please. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but this is important. This is. I promise this is going to go. <laughs> I promise. Okay. <laughs> Um, I want to know what happens in the three minutes of the so-called commercial break during the broadcast, because I think a lot of people don't know, and I think if people knew what's going on there, maybe they'd be more forgiving to the broadcast. Um, which commercial break? Where it's three minutes with two players staring at each other with a weird picture, and, and then it counts down to zero, and then it freezes at zero, and they're like, oh, let's put another four minutes on the clock, and you're like, okay. Oh, like, um, so the show match one was tech issues with getting high and Dyrus on the desk. Like, that's a specific one where, like, that was extended because there was, there was problems getting, like, in the remote work. No, like, if this is live, you know what we fucking do? We, we give them, we give them a mic and that's it. Stick a mic Mm. in front of their face. This, we have to, we have this whole software backbone thing that they have to get tech checked through and brought in and all this stuff. Why don't they just do Zoom? Uh, we use, we use Discord for audio, but the video component, is, uh, they laugh. I mean, I thought they should just thing. use Zoom. You know what? I'll bring it up in a meeting. You should, because you bring it up on this fucking show every goddamn week. <laughs> and and it's totally it's totally a fair comparison because this is just as complicated. Blue Jay, thank you so much for the call. We will uh, hear from you next week, I'm sure, underneath the new assumed name. <laughs> Travis, is there anything you want to say before we close? Anyway, let's uh, <clears throat> let's close out the show. Apollo, you got any shout-outs, plugs, anything for us? Um, uh, you know, shout out to uh, my teammates. You know, all, they all performed really well this weekend, except for the first game. Let's not talk about the first game, just the second game. Um, and shout out to IMT, and shout out to all the people that are watching, fans out there. And I'll wave at Kieran because he's been asking for me to wave. And yeah, I don't have any more shout outs. Mark, you got what do you got uh, to plug? I don't have anything to plug. I all I have to say is, Reddit threads will always bo- boil my blood a little bit, but I'm glad to keep seeing them. In the end, I'm glad to get feedback, even when it's a stinker, like I feel like that uh, ESPN one was. I'd still rather. I don't know. I like feedback, even if it's negative. I mean, I'm a negative person, so. 
You are a negative person. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it for this for this episode. I've got a ton of cool interviews coming out this week, including uh, one with Poom that um, I mentioned earlier. But please go check it out. I'm sure if you're watching this as a VOD or listening to it as a podcast, that, that will probably be up by by then. And I'm also going to continue. I, I did a really great interview with Dracos, and I'm enjoying interviewing some of the lec casters and getting to know them and i believe this thursday i should have one that i'm doing uh, we don't we don't stream it but um i'll be recording one with medic so maybe that'll go up next week i don't know but um here he's got some cool stuff that he can talk about so either way uh thanks everyone uh t- check out my content hey subscribe to my youtube channel because a while when ago what sorry oh i was gonna say i lost some youtube subscribers a while ago because i um uh, Express support for certain social movements and that offended some people and uh, it, it causes a drop in your YouTube subs and social. So if all I'm just saying is, uh, tra- what is it? TravisGafford.com slash lewd. I think that's the, I think that's it. Go to TravisGafford.com slash lewd and uh, check it out. It's uh, there's some good stuff over there. I really um, appreciate it. I was going to say, when are you launching your, your booktube channel? So that Yeah, I should do that, that this week. Um, hopefully I'll do it. I think my first video is just going to be telling people what they should read, dictating yeah, to them. Start off with a, a one of those my favorite f- fantasy series, or yeah, one of those recommend ones, and then we'll we'll do a, a two man fatty forty minute Way of Kings review. Either way, thanks so much to Apollo for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I know we tease you, but we love you. Despite all the no crazy shit that Mark says about you, both in front of and behind <laughs> your back. It's always um, Mark, you know. <laughs> and uh, and for everyone else, this has been Hotline League episode 131. <laughs>